Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Until we get a cease and desist for using that one. Eh. Eh. From WWE. Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. I'm the loaf, and with me, Dr. Saw. I'm exhausted now. Yeah. He mowed the lawn, and now we've talked for three hours before recording. <laughs> yeah. I, I let out a lot of uh, a lot of angst that was on my chest. Uh, here, let let PS take it away. Oh wait, that's that's a tense moment. Sorry. All right. Do you think that Michael Hayes ever got like with, like, with uh, somebody and was like, man, yeah, Buddy Roberts is really fucking just. He just, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> he had to vent to Bam Bam, who just sat there like he was in a stupor. What? No, Bam Bam wouldn't do that. <laughs> Bam Bam always looked kind of like. He might not have been all have all his facilities. <laughs> when you start when you start wrestling when you're 14 years old, you probably don't have all the marbles. He had anyway. so much brain damage from <laughs> oh god concussions and Jack Daniels. Please, mm-hmm. uh, some people don't even know what we're talking about right not now. Not <laughs> a fucking clue. Um, so this week, I guess we're going to talk about UHF and kitchen stories a little what? bit. But it's been about three weeks. Uh, <laughs> Since we watched them, <laughs> so we don't really remember shit, so we'll probably just kind of stumble over those during the review, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> eh, you know, it'll suck. It'll suck. The show will be shitty, but what's yeah, new, right? It'll be just like normal. <laughs> so, how are you, sir? I haven't talked to you in a while. It's just, I think I'm just getting old and grouchy. Yeah, but I'm also physically like breaking down, and and um. I, I, I'm, I'm think I'm becoming one of these like old, grouchy, old, bitter men who one of the reasons that I'm okay with like being by myself is because it's just better that way. <laughs> Why don't you and I move to like fucking Austin or something? Just move yeah. somewhere cool and so we can still drive, but like be around some like, you know. Isn't dust? Yeah. yeah. Us living in Texas. Dusty know, roads, I, baby. I, I we know could, we Austin could. is different, but it, it, it's like more progressive, <laughs> but still. Um, yeah, dirty roads from down there in the loin. That's where his loins came from, digging a ditch <laughs> in the Plummet Fun. And people still don't know what we're talking about. Some of nope. them. Some of them. A some few of, of our, them do. Some of our fans hate comic, or they don't hate comic books, but they don't know anything about it. I some started of, reading some Star Wars comics this week. The new ones? Uh, no, some of the dark old Dark Horse ones. Oh. I you know, they, re- they had a shitload of them. 
Yes, they did. And they they kind of they did a whole like dump because they were losing the rights to yeah. Star Wars. So right on the last day they're like, "Here, buy all our shit for cheap." Um I've been I started reading some like it, the the story I was reading was a um it was like pre-Sith War, like 5,000 years before any of the Star Wars mm. movies happened. So it was kind of neat. Like it looked like ancient they drew it like ancient Egypt looking almost. There's like pyramids and shit and huh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Are, are you okay? Now, I think I know the answer to this, but are you staying? Have you stayed away from any of these new trailers, leaked or otherwise? I have not seen the Batman versus Superman trailer. I have not seen the new Star Wars trailer. Mm. Yep, I'm still avoiding it. But since everybody was excited about it this week, it did make me excited about Star Wars, which is. Why I started, I, I was reading those comics. I started rereading a uh, one of the Star Wars novels, the the Thrawn trilogy that happens right after the Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and I watched the complete Star Wars trilogy this week. Well, there you go. The, I um I have not seen any of those Star Wars movies in ages. The last time I watched uh, one of the I think it was the prequel that had uh, um, what's his name uh, that plays. Uh, what camera? What his name is? Um, but Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi played Boba Fett. <laughs> I don't remember. The, I don't know the guy's name that played Jango Fett. Was who he was in the in the prequels? It was Boba Fett's dad. Yeah, his dad. Yeah, uh, he was in. Um, Oh God, he's been in a couple. He was in that one movie with Ray Winstone where he was. Uh, they were tracking him. I can't remember if it's like a. Tamor, uh, t- t- I'm looking it up. His name is. Uh, is yeah, t- I don't, I, that's the only thing I've seen him. Oh, he's not been in hardly anything. Well, he's been um, in a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, I've seen him in some stuff. Isn't like Tamora something? I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, Tamora Morrison. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I was fucking this girl. In a hotel in where the hell was that? I think it was Charlotte. Where the hell was I? Fi- oh, we went. To, it was <laughs> one of these trips with some chick who decided it would be fun to go to Amish country. And even when we when we went, she was like, "God, this sucks." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what'd you expect? We drove like four hours to go see like." People that don't even have uh, well, fucking just like all the places, just like crafts. Like you know, when you go to the mall and they have like the kiosk in the middle of the mall, <laughs> sell like uh, wood riding hobby horses and rocking chairs and stuff. Oh, he's yeah. been in some stuff. <laughs> he has been. He's been in some good stuff. Barbed wire. He was in barbed wire. Bar- yeah, that was a long time ago. He was been in the. He was in the island of Doctor Moreau. Um. He what? played Rangi in Rangi's Catch from 1972. How do you spell his first name? Uh, T E M U E R A. It's okay. There was there's one movie that these movies that he was in and uh, the girls on film did that were really good, and I cannot remember what they're for. This Uh-oh. is a great. Uh, Podcasting, I don't yeah. give a shit. I'll burp and fill in the fill in. Yeah, the fart some, fart a couple times. Uh, I don't have uh, any of those yet. Give it a few minutes. Oh, oh god, he was in Six Days, Seven Nights. That movie fucking blows. What was that? 
That's uh, Anne Heche and, and uh, fucking Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Ugh. David Schwimmer was in it. Schwim. What a turd. Turd. It's, the tracker was good. He was in Green Lantern? Who the fuck was he in Green Lantern? Evan Sir. What? No, that must have been like a... He must have done a voice. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I've seen that. I saw that recently. No. What? Oh, he he was. Okay, that was the movie. Abin Sur was um, the guy that crash lands on Earth that gives Hal Jordan his ring. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I remember it now. Once, once, once were Warriors. That was really good. You should watch that one. And okay. then there was a sequel to that. Once but he Warriors. was really good in that. And, um, yeah, but anyway. Um, but I just remember fucking this bitch, and then she went to sleep, and I watched it. So that you know, the story really doesn't go anywhere. You know, that was like one of those ones. It was like I should have known right then that 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 relationship wasn't gonna go because it's like we everything was really great. But then when we went on that trip, it was just like this is boring, and I don't know what it was. But anyway, that, I just remember watching that fucking movie. Uh, she was one of these ones that would could never stay, which I don't know. I don't mean to be stereotypical, and I'm not going to be. But I was just going to say something <laughs> like, I've never dated a woman that that uh, didn't fall asleep when we would be watching a movie. Not in a theater, but at home. Well, you know how they are. Yeah, you know how they are. So, um, what were we talking about? Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh. That's the last one. I haven't seen the prequels in forever either. And I kind of been wanting to, as, as much as I don't want to revisit Phantom Menace, it would bother me if I didn't watch yeah. that one. So, I don't know. I've got it's them on DVD. So I might go I, back and watch them. It's been so long for me that I, I kind of almost want to do it to, number one, give them another chance. And, you know, with a more open mind or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, and, and, you know, watching these original ones this week, I just, it made me think about, like, they're so fucking overly complex, like the prequels were. It's like, yeah. well, you don't need to do so much, Jesus. Yeah. I think they, they, you know, they felt like they had to come out with something, you know, really spectacular or whatever. And they, I think they felt like they had to, like, over-talking. you know, be, like, be more complex because all the Star Wars fans at that point were 40 years old instead of... Four, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I saw that they came out on iTunes. You know, you can digitally get them. And yeah, but at first, I, I haven't checked here lately. But it, right at first, it was like you had to buy them, and they were like nineteen bucks a piece. I'm like, I'm not doing that. They still well, you can they after a week after they came out, you can buy the you can buy all six for ninety bucks, which is the uh, same as the Blu-ray set. So I just I just know that I I remember. Uh, the original Star Wars being on, I think maybe TV or something, mm-hmm. and I mean, I loved that movie. I saw it in the theater when it came out in '77, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, the trailer before it came, I was like, oh my god, oh, Dad, you got to take me to this. <laughs> I ain't going to see that stupid Star Trek shit. <laughs> um, he hated anything that was sci-fi because whatever. Because it wasn't real. He hated life. Wrestling and yeah. Star Trek. Fuck Charles it all. Charles Bronson was real. He really killed all those people uh, <laughs> that he loved. Um, but I remember start, I sitting down and watching some of it, and I was like, eh, you know, maybe I shouldn't watch. Maybe I should go with what I just remember. Um, but I read a couple of those um, 
Dark Horse comics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, I just remember that they had like, they didn't just have like one Star Wars comic. They had several different ones. Oh yeah. This is, I mean, I don't even remember the name of this one I started reading, but it has nothing to do with anybody that is in any movie at all. You know, it's, you know, yeah. They talk about the Sith planet and that race of aliens and yeah, it's kind of cool. I've been oh, and there's a, there's a hut. One of the one of the I don't know what race they are. Job of the Hut. Is he fat? He yeah, he's a big fat slug, but he wears a fez. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy in um, X Men comics that was like a evil. Um, he he was like sort of like a professor Professor X's nemesis or something like that, and. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like that and wore a fez. I can't remember <laughs> what his name was, but he was like a real, real uh, piece of shit. Um, this God. guy, this this hut is not bad. Like he's <laughs> not like a bastard like Jabba the Hut because he he doesn't seem to do smuggling. He does um, he does repairs, but he uh, he will hold your ship if you can't pay for it, basically. <laughs> So like he kind of like gives people like at this point in the in the history. They're still trying to map the galaxy, so people like take risks and go and try to find new shipping routes, and he kind of heads that up, and then when their ships break down, he holds it and repairs it for them, but they have to be able to pay him to so it's not entirely uh it's not entirely honest, but it's not like Job of the Hut who's just stealing shit all the time. Well, you know he was kind of a butthole fucking Jabba. It's Han gross had a tongue. Coming. he had it coming he t- <laughs> he did he did I'll say, I will say this about Jabba. He did uh, things that most Star Wars fans wanted to do, like put Princess Leia in a metal bikini and uh, put a dog collar around her neck and turn her into a BDSM slave. <laughs> yeah, she was looking good then. She was, and she's not looking good now. But, oh. you know, we all get old. And, you know, oh, old and fat. Yeah, she had some... Didn't she have some issues with some? Yeah, uh, she's she got on her, all. The, I think I don't know if Harrison Ford ever did, but her and Mark Hamill both got on drugs pretty bad around that time. Well, I remember when Mark Hamill wrecked his car and got all smashy faced up. Yeah, and then everybody's like, "He looks different. He doesn't look as good. He looks strange." <laughs> well, I think he had some of the wounds in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, while they were filming, he mashed his face up. I thought yeah. good. Yeah, I, re- I remember he was in that movie uh, Corvette Summer. Was that, I think it was like Annie Potts or something, and it was just like <laughs> that was his big breakout after Star Wars, and it I, I watched it, but then back then it's like Harrison Ford, anybody that was in Star Wars. Oh yeah, well he was I, in Big Red One, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. But well, that was that was between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, so I guess he hadn't fucked up his face yet. And I know he was stretching it, you know. I mean, he was trying to stretch as an actor or whatever, maybe. But you know, you see Luke Skywalker, and then when you went to see Big Red One, it was kind of sucked because he was like the guy that was kind of like the coward or you know <laughs> oh i saw him in nuts i've been watching the flash tv show yeah and he was in that he played the trickster and he was awesome he's good and all that stuff like when he played didn't he wasn't he like the joker's he voice? did the joker's voice in the old batman yeah. animated series and he was good in that too he, got, but he, he does kind of the whole joker kind of thing with the trickster um and he's really good i mean he's looking old too but but you know, uh, and this is just you know. I hope they get in his shit. Go but ahead. you know, he had to like just look at Harrison Ford's career and go, Jesus <laughs> fuck. Well, Harrison Ford had it set because the fucker was in the biggest fucking three movies of all time, yeah. and then yeah. Indiana Jones. Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't because, forget. 
you do I remember Jeff. he had some right after Star Wars. He was in Heroes, which Henry Winkler was, and Sally Field were the star of that. And he just kind of had like the, he was Henry Winkler's buddy. And mm-hmm. then he was in Hanover Street. He was in some movies that weren't that great that didn't. I mean, Force 10 from Navarone was okay, but it wasn't like any kind of big blockbuster. And then he hit it big with the. Uh, Indeed. Indeed. And then, and then, oh, well, the fucking The Fugitive, like that movie was yeah, gigantic that was good too. Yeah. And now he's just old and grouchy. Yeah. He just seems like really just like. I hear even, he's in the new trailer and everybody's like all all uh, emotional about it. So Like uh, when he was in The Expendables and he's like, what you do to my team? <laughs> I, I want them to. I'll fly a helicopter. I'm old too. I want to be in this. Maybe when they make another <laughs> Expendables, they'll get like uh, Billy Crystal instead of uh, Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Or how about Kelsey? We could have Nile. Well, you know what? I was going to make yeah, Nile. <laughs> have Niles, but Niles was good in um, uh, Abe Sapien. He was good in Hellboy. Wait, Niles wasn't Abe Sapien, was he? Yeah. No. I thought he was the voice, wasn't he? That actor is somebody else, though. Did he? Well, do I that? know it's not the bot. He's not, he, I, he did the voice, I think. I'm gonna look that up. I don't even. Know, I didn't know that. God damn anyway, it, what have you been watching this or like, recently? <laughs> you might want to go over highlights because we probably yeah. both have a fucking list a mile long. Well, let me uh, let's see. Abe Sapien. Doug Jones played him, but I don't know if did Doug Jones do the voice too. I don't think he did the voice. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, what's his face? Huh. Well, what was Niles's name? Uh, it was David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde Pierce, Abe Sapien voice. Uncredited. Wow, I never knew that. See, you hang around me, you'll learn something. Because I'm uncredited. That's why I didn't know it. Yeah, you you knew something I didn't. Definitely. Learn. I can't stand my friends on Facebook. What the fuck? What? He was in Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. Who I'm did expend? They're expendable. <laughs> Who the hell was David Hyde Pierce in Terminator? Oh, I don't know, but you know what? I saw um, Ed Furlong on some TV movie last night. Oh, no. And I, I, I will say this. Okay. He's a little short guy, and he's gotten kind of fat. He reminds me sort of like a Joe Pesci kind of guy. And he's working. You know, he's doing it. <laughs> okay. There was a character named in Terminator named Tanker Driver, and... He played, David Hyde Pierce played Tanker Partner. <laughs> tanker Partner. He was the guy that Tanker Driver when they would stop at the uh, rest stop. Yeah. Uh oh. I like David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, he's really good. He's good. Uh, fucking Kelsey Grammer. What the hell was he doing in that movie? I don't get it. Joe Don Baker. Okay. <laughs> and so it should have been, I'm telling you. Um, let's see. Anytime you need like a real old kind of country sort of guy that wears a Hawaiian shirt. And has a big gut, but that, you know, basically the character Joe Don Baker played in the James Bond movies. Hey, Jimmy! Okay, here's what I watched. Some of these are good. And some? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not oh, good. Now I'm sick. <laughs> eh, we'll, just, we'll just wrap it up quick. I, I put this uh, tilapia in my steamer Uh-oh. this morning. And I usually steam it for about 15 minutes. But then I was impatient, so I just opened up a can of, uh, what do you call that shit, um, smoked herring. 
and I ate <laughs> that, and I forgot about the tilapia. So it, it's been sitting in there all day. Well, then when I got done cutting grass, I was like, you know, I wanted, I was going to make a fish sandwich, and so I was like, oh shit, that tilapia is in there. Was it and still it was, hot? No. Oh, dude. And I put a piece of Swiss cheese on it and ketchup, and I ate it. <laughs> oh, fuck. We better hurry up and record. I, yeah, I swear. I eat like stuff that I, it's like rotten, and I eat it just because I don't care. I hope I die. Uh, <laughs> I'm bitter. <laughs> the most depressed Paris podcast just, on the East Coast. He's like, I wish I was dead. <laughs> he's uh, Poor Harrison Ford. I always liked him. He was my favorite after Star Wars. Um, Okay. I watched a really good movie, and it's called The Thief with Ray Milland. Mm -hmm. This is on YouTube. Now, this is a good movie for a couple of reasons. First of all, very suspenseful. Second of all, um, there's absolutely no dialogue in the entire fucking movie. So it's kind of like an experiment. So it's it's not a silent movie. It's just no. You hear people walking. You hear people closing doors and stuff like that. Nobody speaks, and it builds some fucking tension. I was like, "Fuck, it's good." It's um, it's kind of uh, well. What's the name of that one again? The Thief with Ray Milan. YouTube for free. Um, and it's just the, that in itself is just interesting how they shot it and they did it well. Cause when I first started watching, I thought, well, okay, like you said, like a silent movie, it's really not they, it, but, um, it works well the way they did it, it. It was good. Okay. Then, uh, I watched one called the time of your life with James Cagney it has like a pretty all-star cast as far as like the old timers go. I've seen that one. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, where he sits in the bar and people come in and, you know, da, da, da. I just kind of like how it was a, based on a play. Yeah. Uh, Cagney's character, um, he basically kind of, hold, I guess, I, would, I don't know if I'd say holds court. He just kind of sits in the bar and the, the people, he's a, a rich guy and uh, people bring him, you know, his drinks and he knows everybody and um, just all the stuff that's going on in the in, in that bar over a period of time. So I really like that one. That one's on YouTube for free also. I watched The Homesman with Tommy Lee Jones and Hilary Schwank. Um, I didn't – I saw this one on, like, YouTube. It was a, a new release, and I kind of didn't pull the string on it for a long time, and then I decided to – okay, I'm going to go ahead and watch this. It was nothing – like I, th- it wasn't it wasn't what I thought it would be. It was nothing like I thought it was be. It was based on a true story, and it had this one scene in it. And I'm not going to say anything about it, other than there was a scene in it, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you know, I can't believe this just happened. Um, it's it really makes you think about. Um, that time it's back in cowboy days or whatever. Mm-hmm. but about how like they handled mental illness oh. uh and it's got it's in in some ways it's it's very sad as far as that goes okay then i took another down uh, another trip down swank lane uh <laughs> and i watched amelia uh the it's a biopic about amelia Earhart with uh-huh. hillary swank 
Richard Gere and Ewan McGregor. McGregor. McGregor, who played uh, Gore Vidal's dad, who supposedly had an affair with uh, Amelia Earhart. This one, eh, it was just kind of <laughs> not. It was kind of dull to me. It wasn't anything great. I thought it would be. Hillary Swank's got a nice fucking body. <laughs> Fucker. Yeah. Rob Lowe's uh, brother, he fucked her. Um, Did you know Rob Lowe was one of the producers on I Hate Christian Leitner? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's the one that did the he uh, he did the um, the voiceover for it. Oh, right. Yeah, and he's and he. It's funny that he's that and and like he was he was one of the examples of pretty people in the yeah. in the examples of people you would hate for their looks. I still hate Christian Leitner, by the way. Even I've watched that, and what a fucker. He's a dick. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. He's still an asshole. Yeah, he's still a dick. A dick's a dick. I mean, you know, but just because... Will seems to like him, though. Well, just because you're successful, <laughs> I don't think that gives you an excuse to be a dick. No. And I don't think that that was... I, I think they tried to justify how he was by saying that, like, they were more successful because he was the way he was. I don't believe that. Uh, it's just like the, the, the coach thing. Uh, Ralph Nader was talking to a guy who wrote a book, and it was the most successful college football coach. It wasn't um, – it, it was like a Division 2A. But even of all the divisions, the, from like the highest divisions of college football to the lowest, this guy's won more games than anybody – then they talked about um, was it uh, John Wooten that was the coach of UCLA, yeah, and then Bill Walsh who was the coach of the Forty ers uh, when they won all their Super Bowls. All three of those coaches are in their fields, the right at the top or the top uh, as far as winning percentage and all that stuff goes, and none of them use that cuss the guys out torture them by make you know if they lose make them run 5000 laps call them motherfuckers none of them did the bobby knight thing so that proves that you don't have to do that but then people see they see bobby knight or chuck knoll or whoever these you know coaches are that scream and yell and then they take it all the way down to the little league thing while you know bobby knight does this so i'm going to call these little kids motherfuckers and <laughs> slap them upside the head and shit and you don't have that's just abuse i think that that's the fact that other people have done it without doing that at that level and been that successful proves that those guys are just dicks and christian yep. leitner's a fucking asshole i <laughs> uh, uh, watched pioneers in ingolstadt which is a fast bender movie and it's boring. Uh oh. It's not very good. I, I got I got on a, um I don't know if it's eBay or Amazon. I think it was Amazon. I bought a bunch of VHS fast bender movies for like a penny. And uh this one's just not very good. It's it, and it's I I even looked it up to to see what kind of reviews it got and it pretty much people were like, This sucks, it's pretty boring, it's melodramatic, <laughs> it's it doesn't have any of the um the the gem stuff that uh, like say uh um <laughs> what's the fucking one that uh Quirrell. <laughs> Quirrell. <laughs> yeah um or um what was the, the the one that we did about the uh the noir in Germany and what was that uh, one called uh, American soldier American something soldier. like that yep. yeah that was okay uh, so pass that one up pioneers in english spot uh terror by night 
was that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Wait a minute. Oh, Man, well. Now, I, I, I'm curious now. What was that? Let's see. I can find it in a second. This show's going to suck. I mean, you know, because it's just going <laughs> to. But, but um, it's funny. Terror by Night, 1946. Who was in that? Uh, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Sherlock, that's one of the Sherlock Holmes movies. Okay, it's Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce. It's a Sherlock Holmes movie. I watched several of those, and they're all they're all pretty good. Um, <laughs> Prelude to Murder is another one. Uh, Secret Weapons, another one. Um, and The Woman in Green. All the all the Sherlock Holmes movies with uh, Nigel Bruce and Basil Rathbone are good. So. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I watched um, Hard Case with Clint Walker, uh, Alex Karras, and Stephanie Powers. And I haven't seen that one since I was a little kid. And it finally got released on DVD and a a digital on iTunes. And the funny thing about that one was I knew I had seen it when I was a kid. And, um, you know, it's like Clint Walker because he was a big old, you know, posy and fucking – Dirty Dozen and and uh, Alex Karras, of course, you know, played football and he wrestled uh, uh, some and had a great uh, famous match against Dick the Bruiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but I didn't know that this was a made-for-TV movie. And not only that, but it was uh, produced by Hanna Barbera. You know, like <laughs> the, the cartoon people. Yeah. I didn't know that they produced like movies. And Clint Walker's wife, he went to like either the Philippines or Cuba or something like, I don't know if he was like one of the rough riders and she thought he was dead. So she sold the ranch and she met this um, Mexican, um, like a, almost like a kind of like a Pancho Villa kind of a guy. It's sort of like the movie of the professionals with uh, Jack Palance's Raza. Well, then Clint Walker comes back and he's like, wait a minute, that's my puss. And they went down to Mexico. So he goes down, down to, He's pissed off at her, and I think he thinks she's a hoe. But, of course, he's a big old lug, and, you know, he loves her and everything. And he goes down there to – he says to get his – just to get his money back because he's uh, – she sold their ranch and used the money. He goes, half that money's mine, and then he gets into some shenanigans. But um, it was just more interesting that – I don't know. It was all right. Um, Spy Who Went Into the Cold is a documentary about Kim Philby. And if you watch um, like uh, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, or the Matt Damon CIA movie or any of those ones like that, this this guy was like the worst – one of the worst traitors in uh, British um, uh, history. He was actually in like MI5 and uh, at, at the top levels, and he was a traitor for Moscow. Uh, let's see. Razor's Edge. Oh, Razor's Edge. <laughs> Fuck a duck. I was just going to say, what was Razor's Edge? Razor's Edge is a piece of fucking pretentious <laughs> garbage. I This is on YouTube. Okay, now, Bill Murray did a remake of this. And that was when he was making all those good Ghostbusters and Caddyshack yeah, yeah. and everything. And then he decided he was going to make a serious movie. He was going to make Razor's Edge, a remake. And it flopped. Well, this movie is the one with Tyrone Power, I believe is who's the star of it. It is so – I wanted to kill myself. I hated this movie so fucking much. Did you watch the whole thing? It's fucking long. Yes. It is so 
fucking long. <laughs> I was watching this, and I was I wanted to just fucking go out and get in a bar fight and just beat somebody. I hated this fucking movie. It is so pretentious. It is such a piece of shit. And then I was listening to like a Howard Stern clip the other day with Artie Lang, and this was when he was on like heroin and stuff. And he was like, I'm thinking about quitting the show and maybe like going to Tibet or something, you know, and like finding myself, like kind of like in the razor's edge. I'm like, motherfucker, I hate this movie. I hate him for saying that. If you think that you're going to go to Tibet and like fucking like all, you know, that's like, uh, I hated this. I hated this fucking movie. I, I can't stand it. It totally wasted my time. It was such, and I didn't know anything about it. It was on YouTube and I just saw it and I thought, okay, well, you know, I've heard of this, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a big classic. Fuck this movie. It's not for me. Um, Ford Apache, the Bronx. I watched that's on YouTube. That's uh, Paul Newman, Ken Wall, and um, what's her name? Big Titties played Foxy Brown. Oh, um, yeah. Pam Greer. <laughs> uh, and uh, Ed Asner. It's pretty good. Danny Aiello. Um, it's very gritty. Very, very gritty cop movie. Kind of Serpico-ish. Ken Wall, it's hard to watch. It's not hard to watch, but it just, you know, you watch a movie with him and it see he was so good looking and he was into Wanderers and Wise Guy and all that stuff. And then he just fucked it all up. Um, I watched a bunch of Louis Theroux documentaries. Won't go into those too much. I, the gam, uh, Some of them I've seen before and they're pretty fucking, they're all good. Um, and there's one that I have not seen um, there's one where he goes to uh, do a doc. He does a documentary on porn, and he goes to like talk and goes around with some of these porn actors who are about as dumb as this <laughs> cup that's on my fucking desk. A bag of hammers. Yeah, a bag of hammers. And they then they do that. They talk about the gay for pay guys. Like he goes around with this one guy, and the guy's like, you know, I'm not gay, but I do gay acts in movies for money. And right. He's like, huh? Uh, <laughs> no, dude, you're gay. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see, what else? Um, it was just, it was pretty good. But somebody said that they had a follow-up to it, where he goes back and sees these people like years later, and I couldn't find that one. But I, oh. I want to watch that one. Uh, the woman in green. I already said that. That's uh, Nigel Bruce and Basil Rathbone, Sherlock Holmes. Terror's Advocate is a documentary about a boot. Um, this guy who was a lawyer, he was in, um, World War II and he was of Vietnamese descent. Then he, uh, was prominent in defending, uh, these, um, you can call them freedom fighters. You can call them terrorists or whatever in Algeria when Algeria was fighting for its independence against France he defended Carlos the Jackal. He defended Klaus Barbie, um, a bunch of like uh, some of the hijackers back in the seventies from like PLO and stuff like that. Uh, got into some weird shit because uh, this one chick who was in the Bader uh, Meinhof uh, gang. He fell in love with her. She was in prison, and he was defending her, and he fell in love with her. But at the same time. She was Carlos the Jackal's girlfriend. Oh. And he 
he could have very easily gotten himself killed because of that. Um, let's see. I watched Jaw, a movie called Jaws. Ooh, that with, sounds good. Uh, Roy Scheider. Um, French movie, right? What was that one guy's name? Robert Shaw? Yes. And uh, Richard Dreyfus. Dreyfus. It was good. This I haven't seen it in a while. It was on TV, and it's still awesome. And um, it's just good. And it still made me, you know, I, I, I when they used to show it on TV, they used to edit it a lot more. Yeah. And when I watched it, I don't know this. I, I never saw that in the theater. And um, I think this may have been the first time I saw it uncut because they showed it uncut on TV. And it was a lot gorier than I fucking remember. Like <laughs> it showed like a amputated, like a chewed up leg and shit. I watched uh, Interstellar. Yeah. With, uh, Matthew McConaughey. The one I couldn't make a fucking cohesive thought about. Yes. Um, I only had, I liked it. I thought it was very good. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if the way that the Earth was in this movie isn't how it's going to be here for us in the future. <laughs> Seemed like it was pretty spot on. Um, there was one part of this that I thought that they could have left out. Um, and I I didn't think that they needed it um, which was I didn't mind the Matt Damon character. Right. I didn't think I understood why he was there and what they were going for with his character, but like the whole kind of brawl thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seemed like they really didn't need to go that way. It was like if they made two thousand one, and then right in the All middle of, of it, had a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, had a fist fight. So I, that's the only part that I really was kind of like a, you know, kind of. Eh. But uh, it I should like, have been more of a backstabby kind of moment instead yeah. of a. Yeah. Because I mean, it was like an ego thing, and you know, yeah. human. Sur- and he even explained it, which was like you know, human survival, and you know, yeah, you think you'll do things, but when it comes down to it, you know, every every organism on the planet wants to live. You know, um, imitation game. With the Boomer Damas comma bitch. I watched that one too. I like that one. Yeah. And it disgusted me. Yeah. How, it reminded me a lot of that movie Victim that we reviewed with, uh-huh. uh, what's his face? Um, <laughs> 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 um, but how it, it was just such a stupid time. And the thing that really makes me mad is that someone that is, and it, it, it doesn't even have to be someone who is a genius or whatever, but they just ruin people's lives just because they were just fucking stupid. Uh, it, <laughs> and and that there's people right now in our country that want to go back to those times yeah. very quickly. Um, but I really like that. I think Benedict Cumberbatch. Is he very, was very good. Yes. Uh, and the one guy in it, Played uh, Ozymandias in The Watchmen. Yeah, um, yes. his name is what Matthew Good. Yeah, he was good. Uh, he well, uh, uh, watched a funeral in Berlin with Mike Kane, which is a Harry Palmer movie. And then I did a little research on Harry Palmer, the character. And they actually in the books, I guess they didn't. Harry Palmer, there was the 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 main character never had a name ever. And so in the movie, he was a spy. 
And in the movie, they said, well, we got it. We have to give him some kind of name. And um, the I think it was the producer or director of the movie's name was, say it was Harry Smith or something. And Michael Caine, he said, well, what can we name him? We don't want to go with like a James Bond name. We want it to be a really dull name because we want to go the opposite of James <laughs> Bond. He goes, what's the dullest name a uh, uh, male name you can think of. And Michael Caine said, he, he said it was a brain fart. He goes, I didn't even think about it. He goes, well, the name Harry is the dullest name I can think of. And then he said, as soon as it was coming out of his mouth, he goes, oops. Cause the guy he was talking to <laughs> the producer or director, or whoever it was, first name was Harry. And um, then he, you know, but it's a good movie. I liked it. Um, the counselor. I gave that one another shot which I did not like it when Jake and Yuri and I went to see it. Um, I bought it. It was seven fifty. So nice. you know, for all that cast, you know, why not fucking give it another? Uh, I didn't. I still have the same problems with it, with the dialogue and it being so pretentious and like everybody talks like, you know, they're trying to be philosophers or extra smart Cormac. Cormac McCarthy's yeah. stuff was pretty. I, I, it looked good. The acting was good. It was just the it was the um, the script. Um, but you know, eh, seven fifty. Yeah. I watched Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges again. I uh, liked it. Uh, like uh, Crazy Heart, uh, <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal and her saggy boobies. Uh, she's one of these ones like she like would never wear a bra, and it's like okay, after a while, you know, maybe you should have because they're starting to kind of. They're not very big, and they're starting to look socky. Um, what's Matrix with uh, Keanu Reeves, Larry Fishburne, Trinity, Joey Pants, yeah, and uh, some chick named Switch that had uh, <laughs> blonde hair and kind of was a little bit manly looking. Um, oh, this is a good movie. I liked it. Uh, it's kind of... Um, it's one of those ones like when you're watching it, like when somebody posted a thing the other day about Star Wars and uh, they show Obi-Wan, Alec Guinness giving Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, the lightsaber and saying, you know, your father wanted you to have this and everything. And then they put down at the bottom. Um, I, last time I saw him, when I took this, I had just cut his arms and legs off, left him in a volcano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had just killed a bunch of little kids and... That's probably why uh, Uncle Owen didn't want to give it to you. Well, it's kind of like with The Matrix. When you go back and watch it now, you, you see things like they have Morpheus in this room, Smith and the other agents, and they're torturing him. And then Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu show up in a helicopter outside the building <laughs> with a minigun. And Neo just opens up, you know, just fucking blows you. Well, Morpheus is sitting right there in a chair. <laughs> You know, don't those bullets... But but then again, he's in the Matrix. Yeah, so maybe Keanu has the power to curve those bullets around. But there's a lot of shit like that where you have to... where you When you remind yourself, okay, wait a minute. They're in basically a video game. Right. Why doesn't... Why is this or why is that... Not? It's still... I like it. It's fun. You know, whatever. Great Train Robbery with uh, Sean Connery and Donald Sutherland. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, there's a really famous stunt in it where Sean Connery runs across the top of this old train. Uh, when he's robbing it, man. Um, it's clever. It's got some clever stuff. Sean Connery's a cad. Uh, and then <laughs> oh, I watched, that cad. Yeah, he's a cad. 
I watched The Mechanic with Statham and Ben Foster. This was, uh, when I was watching it, I was like, man, this is fucking really uber violent. I mean, it it makes the fucking Charles Bronson, J. Michael Vincent one, like, I mean, this thing's like, it's almost like too violent. And then Ben Foster is like trying to seduce, you know, Ben, what Ben Foster looks like, little guy, like little rat face guy. <laughs> He's trying to seduce this great big, like Russian, almost like a big bodybuilder guy. And the guy puts his hand on top of Ben Foster's head like he's caressing it. And the guy's hand, it's like, it's like if Andre the Giant was fucking Justin. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, oh, wait. Jesus Christ. It was very uncomfortable. And then it got really, it, got, <laughs> it was so violent. I was watching it with some of my friends and they're like, God damn, you know, what were they trying to prove here you know and then the last thing i watched and for some reason i don't have my list but i'm gonna find it here in a second is that one with um oh here it is the most violent year with uh oscar oh right isaac and jessica chastain (laughs) i'm serious dude this movie fucking blew (laughs) it was it was it sucked i mean it was see I, i was so excited when i saw like you know, like, well, I saw the trailer for it. Uh-huh. Like I said, that's this is why I don't watch trailers because they get, lead me to false hope. Did I'd you rather watch just this? no. Okay, but like all, all I all I heard was just about it, except but from then Sammy. Sammy and fucking uh, Eric on our group were like, "Oh, I loved it." I was watching it when I first started watching it. Man, I like had high hopes. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be really good, you know? Right? And I was even like Oscar Isaac. I was like, man, he almost looks like fucking. Uh, Al Pacino when he was playing uh, Michael Corleone, you know, and everything, and Jessica Chastain, you know, like her. And I'm watching, I'm like, and then by the end, it was almost like um, Razor's Edge. I'm like, wrap it up. God damn, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Nothing's happening, and I'm so bored. My buddies are sitting over there, and we're, well, there's like three of us watching it, and they're like, Jesus Christ. And we all, like, collectively at the end said, that movie sucked. It just fucking, fucking sucked. It looked good. The, um, the, 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 like the period piece stuff, all the, the, the cars, the, the, the costumes, uh, uh, the acting was, was top notch and everything. The story just was like, it just fucking was boring. So anyway, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> But yeah, I was surprised. I, I don't know if I would say I was surprised. I mean, everybody likes what they like. Yeah, know? yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 this is one of those ones that I'm telling you what it's not gonna. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to do anything. And in a few years, you'll never think about it again. So the people that think it's so good, yeah, talk to me in a few years <laughs> when you can't even remember who the fuck was in it. Exactly. Um, let's see. I watched a few things. I kind of glanced, I glossed over a couple there. Um, I said I watched the entire Star Wars trilogy. I watched some, um, some, uh, kind of comfort food movies uh, this week. Well, do the Star Wars movies hold, I mean, like the original ones, did they hold up for you? Um, I'll tell you what, Return of the Jedi is probably the one that doesn't hold up the most. Um, I still like Star Wars, but... I don't think I'll. That's a movie that I don't think I'll ever be able to judge. Yeah, you'll uh, never get it back from when you first saw it. Yeah, and but at the same time, I have that like memory of it, mm-hmm. so that's gonna always kind of color how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Because like, I mean, the toys, like the whole fucking thing. 
And then Empire Strikes Back, I still think is a really good movie. I still like that one a lot. Um, I like all three of them, but probably for different reasons. But like Empire Strikes Back, there's still a couple moments that I can get. I feel like emotional during. Like the uh, Ewoky thing is when I thought Lucas just kind of. That's like when he started getting off into the Jar Jar Binks shit. I mean, I know it's not the same time period, but his mindset I think started going towards. Let's do something for the kids or something. Well, yeah, and that, and after you know, after the fucking toys just blew up, it's like, yeah. well, let's do some kids stuff so we can sell more toys. And and they were cute, but they were just yeah. Well, the original idea I think was supposed to be that was supposed to be the Wookiee planet. Now, how oh, awesome yeah. would that have been? A fucking like eight hundred Chewbacca's running around. Oh yeah, it would have been way better. But or you know, uh, if they would have had like the Ewoks. And I know that, you know, they're, like, fighting and stuff, but uh, if they would have made it, like, R-rated and they would have been, like, actually, like... Ripping arms out of the sockets, shit. like they yeah. said. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I still... Empire Strikes Back I have the most, like, reaction to outside of just liking it for the memory. Um, but, and, I, and a, a couple others as an example to that. I watched Karate Kid 1 and 2. I still really Karate Kid. I still get pumped up at the end. Still, that's still a, a cool little movie. Um, Pat Morita is just fucking on in it. Like I think he was nominated for an Oscar for it. Mm. Um, and Elizabeth Shue is super cute. I and know Mark, I have seen two, but I cannot remember. Okay, about two it. I had fond memories of too, but I had not seen in a long time, and it was fucking not good. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I can't remember. God. I was so disappointed. It was like fucking like, remember when we did summer school and I was so excited about watching it and I'm just like, fuck, I watched this so much and liked it so much when I was a kid and now I watch it and I'm just like, and that was the same thing with this. Two was the one that they had the little drum on the stick. Yeah, the drum on the, they went to Okinawa and he had the fight on the like little island at the castle. He had to make the same motions as the drum on the stick. No wonder I couldn't remember. I remember when that. And he didn't even do it. Yes. He did it once and almost got fucking killed by a hook, and that was it. (laughs) Mr. Miyagi's ever laughing. (laughs) He looks over at him like, wait a minute, and he goes, ha, ha, ha. I don't know. I I was let down by that one. I I like the beginning of it when he honks uh, Martin Cove's nose, and that was all downhill from there. What was the... Who was the Karate Kid? What was his name? Ralph Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Uh, Maybe after two is why he ended up being in Beer League. (laughs) <laughs> well, he did come from fucking like happy days too. So yeah. Oh no no no. That's I mean Pat Morita. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, he was never in anything else though. Like he was in My Cousin Vinny, but he didn't. He didn't. He wasn't starring. Like he, I don't yeah. think he ever. Did he do anything? Ralph Macchio. Beer League with Artie Lang. Yeah, Beer League. <laughs> um, and he went to them and said, "I want to be in your movie." <laughs> So and that movie was a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. I watched a couple of Joe Shishido Yakuza movies. Um, one directed by Ta- uh, Takashi Nomura called "A Cult Is My Passport." Um, this one's really fucking cool. Uh, Joe Shishido has got these weird like chipmunk cheeks, and apparently he called? got uh, a cult is my passport. A cult or a, a cult like a like a, a cult forty five. Oh, a cult. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a cult. Um, like this a, is really cool. It's on Hulu Plus, so if you want to watch it, uh, it's cool. It's good stuff. And uh, the other one I watched right beside it was Branded to Kill. Um, this is uh, Seijun Suzuki. And apparently this one, this one's really weird, really bizarre. Lots of like, uh, 
I mean, it's like a trippy Yakuza movie. And apparently, like, the director was, he had done something. I think it was, um, what's the movie he did right before this? It was 66 Tokyo Drifter, which I don't know if you've seen that one. And the, no. the the studio was basically like, uh, we need you to kind of tone it down and do something weird. So he did this really fucking odd movie, and it, <laughs> and, and they it didn't make a movie uh, with that. They got basically blackballed after that. Nice. Um, but both are very good. Colt is my forty. Uh, Colt is my passport. Is um, that's a lot more straightforward, but very stylish. I like to do that one on the show sometime. I like you gotta love one. somebody who destroys their their own life. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. Um, I bought the right stuff. Speaking of long movies oh. on Amazon Prime, I'm an Amazon Video. Did it make you want to go get a Barium Enema? <laughs> it made me want to go jerk off in a bathroom and whistle an Air Force song. Um, it was, was I had never seen this. I was I liked it a lot. It was good. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean it was good. It's it's just it's funny. It's got funny parts in it, but it's actually you know got a lot of Sam Shepard was really good as. Uh, um, Chuck Yeager, who is from West Virginia, by the way. Yeah. Chuck Yeager, and um, that's the name of our airport. And yeah. I liked I liked uh, Scott Glenn playing Alan Shepard when yeah. he did that racist uh, Mexican voice. Yeah. Um, and Ed Harris, I don't think I've ever seen Ed Harris so corny before, which was yeah. pretty funny. Well, John Glenn was that's how he was in real life. He was yeah, like yeah. a real corny kind of cornball all American um, dude. But this was this was I mean this is long but it's it's I I think I I don't know why I'd avoided it for so long I didn't know it was made in the eighties I thought it, for some reason Man. I thought it was like a late sixties or early seventies movie Did and it make you feel sad that Gus actually got killed in real life uh, Fred Ward he got burned up in the oh rocket yeah. You missed that part, didn't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Didn't they say that? Did they just say that at the end, like it was like written or something? Yeah. Well, then there's the other guy. One, a couple of them died early from something, right? I think so. Not not Jaeger or Shep, but like I think didn't Dennis Dennis Quaid's character Gordon Cooper? What happened with him? He died pretty early too. I think no. he was a goofball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Was a good movie. Was um who was his wife in that? Was that Meg Ryan? No, because they were driving down the road, and he'd be like, "What was her name?" Uh, I recognized her, but that wasn't it. I haven't seen it in a long time. The right I'm thinking stuff. about Goose and uh, she Goose's wife in uh, Top Gun. It was Pamela Reed. Okay, who I I I recognized. She was in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That was uh, that was what's his name's partner in Kindergarten yeah, yeah. Cop. Yeah, she was. What do you think about her? Uh, uh, kind of plain. Kind of plain, but you know, yeah. Levon Helm was in it. From the Let's see. The... Oh, another one on. Well, I don't remember where I watched this one. This might have been on. This one might have been on Hulu also. Uh, Give me shelter, which I'd seen before. Lance Henriksen. The... Lance Henriksen is in it. Yeah. He plays Wally Shearer. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, um, gonna... The Give Me Shelter, the documentary about the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. uh, Altamont. A terrible looking concert. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and after I watched, I'd seen that one before. After watching that, it made me want to watch a biker movie. So I had this really random one that I downloaded years ago called Bury Me an Angel. And not actually bad. I was surprised. Huh. Bury Me an Angel from 1972. It's got a great poster and a kind of a, at times it's like you feel like you're watching a, a, like a lifetime movie and then all of a sudden there's like tits and drugs. So Nice. Anybody kind of, famous in it? Nah, Dan, I, I think no, no. 
Dixie Peabody is the main actress. (laughs) Dixie Peabody. Yeah. Uh, Who's Dan Haggerty? Is he famous? He was in it. Oh, he's Grizzly Grizzly Adams. Adams, Yeah. Yeah, he was in it somewhere. He played an artist, like an artist, like his hippie artist. He owns one of the two Peter Fonda choppers from Easy Rider. There was two of them, and nice. The one got crashed or whatever, and then the other one somebody stole it, and he found the crashed one and fixed it up. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he he was in it, but uh, he wasn't in it for long. He didn't play a big part. This this is pre Grizzly Adams. Great. He had the beard already, though. He had a giant cocaine problem. Oh, yeah, bigger than that bear. <laughs> uh, speaking of bear, I watched Karate Bear Fighter. Oh, I've never seen that. This is uh this is I've the heard. second movie, the second uh. Uh, Masutatsu Oyama uh, movie. Wasn't there um, one where he fights a bull, or was that? Sentence? Yeah, that's the Karate Bullfighter is the first one. Okay. And uh, I, I think I like Karate Bullfighter better. Uh, the bear looks really shitty in this. It's like a, actually just a dude in a suit. They ought to remake one of these and put Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> and he could do a crane kick right in a bear's face. Um, no, this one was all right. Uh, what's that? Do that thing on the stick. Yeah. Like the giant grizzly bears coming at him. He just starts going back and forth with his arms, and the thing just rips him to pieces. <laughs> um, this is okay. Uh, it wasn't my favorite Chiba movie. He's he's kind of low key. Um, I like the first one better because like all the kind of cool stuff that they did in that one, they just kind of recycled in this one. Um, Chiba's not his usual like because he's playing like a real-life character, so I think he kind of played it down a little bit. It's all right. Does that guy really fight bears and bulls? Or was that, like, kind of... I don't know. I think he did fight a bull. I don't know if he actually fought a bear or not. I think it, these movies, what they feel like, honestly, is kind of like an Ip Man kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, paying reverence to this guy with the kind of, like, you know... being. It makes little... you wonder if, like, the real guy went and told that shit, and then, like, people blocked him. <laughs> well, they, could be. They, uh... <laughs> He should have just fucking gone, got like stop wandering around fucking Japan and just go get a job, you jerk. Um, Chibber. But the yeah, it's all right. Um, let's see. Uh, I watched John Wick again. Uh, yeah. I bought that on iTunes and I liked it better this time. Uh, not that I disliked it the first time, but uh, it hit me in the right spot this time. Uh, let's see. I watched. I, I green zoned Fantastic Planet. Which was really fucking bizarre. This is the uh, you've probably seen the animation for it before. It's a it's a French animated movie from the seventies, um, about like basically like the blue giants live on this planet and the humans are like they're like they're like rodents that they keep as pets sometimes, and it's really weird. It's on YouTube. Are you there? What's it called? Fantastic blue? Planet or La Planète Sauvage. But it's on YouTube if you ever want to watch it. It's really fucking bizarre. It's got a good soundtrack. I'd like to find the soundtrack. Mm, let's see. Well, another one I watched on YouTube. The Perfect Weapon. Um, Jeff Speakman. Jeff Speakman. I'd never heard of this before, <laughs> and I enjoyed this quite a bit. I don't think I've ever seen it. I remember the commercial. Dude, we got to review this one. He was going to be like the next big thing. We gotta maybe we maybe we need to do. Supposed to be really fast, I think. With his yes, oh my god, you'll yeah. Does he doesn't kick though? Does he? Does he? Nah, he just does a lot of punch. He does a few kicks, but it's mostly punches. Um, and Toro Tanaka's in it and plays like the main heavy. So maybe we maybe we just need to do all of Toro Tanaka's movies. There you go. 
There you go. And you will fuck. You will fucking die when you see him driving a car. He was um, a, an odd duck. I think. Yeah. In life. He he kind of started. I remember Mr. Fuji saying that he got to where he told him he didn't want to work with him anymore. But I think he was starting to lose his. He ended up getting like Alzheimer's or something. Oh. But uh, yeah, he was a big dude. Yes, he was. Um. I watched Cowboy couple- Bill Watts called him a rice ball or he gets something about beating up that rice ball rice he, ball uh, the Omni in Atlanta good one cowboy yeah yeah cowboy um, was always uh not uh, always good for a racist quip probably still is he's a jerk uh I I watched a couple of of uh real turdy Rutger Hauer movies uh Omega Doom which is on YouTube never seen that one yeah, don't waste your time. It's kind of like I don't even know how to what to compare it to. He, it's it's an Albert Pyun movie that might say enough for most people, but yeah. it's uh it's a post-apocalyptic movie. That's what I was in the mood to watch and unfortunately I ended up on this one. And I don't know. It, it, he's a robot and like it ends <laughs> up it's like a it's a western sort of cuz he kind of comes into this town with two rival like robot gangs cuz the humans aren't really around anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of fucking talking. It's like you're fucking you're two you're two armies of robots, and you spend the whole movie just talking about the meaning of life. You jerks. It's really old. No, this? it's the '96. He's not. Yeah. I mean, he's old, but not like, you know, he's probably in his 40s by that point. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Fatherland, which I was actually excited about. That's but the Nazi one. Yeah, it's kind of boring. I read the book. I like. I thought it. Was, I heard I the book was really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't really get into it. Like I, I just really lost interest. I don't. Honestly, I don't even think I watched the last like fifteen minutes of it. Uh, his kid was kind of a dick. The um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to give anything away. The 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 copy on YouTube. The the audio syncing does get quite off in the last like thirty minutes or so. Also, so maybe that factored into it. Also, it was kind of annoying to watch. That's uh, I watched Five from 1951. This is another post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, one with a lot of talking that's actually kind of interesting. Um, not the best movie, but it's kind of like a B movie, but with like a brain. And it's uh, like uh, five people left on Earth that end up in the same place. And it's like a, there's a woman that's pregnant, uh, a, a Nazi, a black guy, and like a couple others. And they're kind of like, they find a house that, they can hold hold up in and kind of start growing food and stuff, and it's pretty good. It's all right. I think this one's on YouTube also. Maybe or maybe I just have this one. There's lots of stuff on YouTube. God, there's so much. Uh, I, I even have fucking like why I'm, I'm like why am I paying for Netflix? And then I'm like I'm okay, paying for yeah I'm paying for Netflix Hulu <laughs> yeah, and I'm still buying shit on iTunes. What am I doing? I know I do the same thing. Uh, I watched Madison County. This is a horror movie, very low budget and kind of like a deliverance kind of story. And I hated Clint everybody and didn't like it. What? Is that Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep? <laughs> yes. Taking and a Cl- ride down the bridge is Madison County. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood was wearing a pig's mask and uh, taking that an axe. That would be awesome. <laughs> and then he gets her and like, rapes her. Uh, uh, I watched Love Lines, which is a... Uh, like one Did of the, you see Bridges of Madison County? I saw it when I was in high school, so I didn't... watched it with my mom, and oh. she got mad. Well, yeah, I, I remember not really like I thinking like yeah, she's cheating on her husband. Like, who yeah. cares if he's a dick? Leave him. It was like this big. Uh, they brought up this big, big 
affair thing and everything, which I guess the you know, had a big love affair where, but she, my mom, when we got done, I was like, well, what do you think? She goes, she goes, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. She goes, <laughs> her husband uh, was, went, went away for work or whatever. And then she's fucking Clint Eastwood on the bathroom floor. <laughs> we all do stuff like that. Who the hell's my mom to judge? Yeah. Yeah. She's probably getting reamed on the bathroom Let me tell you right something. Now. If Tom Jones would have showed up and my dad was in the Army, my mom already told me. She's, I said, so I, you know, you always have those ones. Like, I asked my friend Gina. I said, you know, if uh, you know, she's freebie. been married. Basically, the only guy she ever dated. She's been married to him for 30-some years or whatever. And I said, if Matthew McConaughey, hey, Matthew McConaughey came in here right now and uh, went, took his shirt off and said, let's go fuck what you did. She goes, hell yes. You know, so, <laughs> you know everybody's got one of those. Um, let's see. I watched, <laughs> I watched Love Lines. Uh, this is a, like a teen sex comedy from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I mean, you know, for that kind of stuff, it was all right. There's some pretty famous like YouTube-worthy scenes out of it with like random, uh, random break dancing in the hallways and stuff. Um, it's like a Battle of the Bands type movie. The guy that does all the sound, Michael Winslow, <laughs> is in it. Oh, like yeah, he's kind of like the uh, he own, he runs the Love Line, and it's kind of like a I don't know how to describe it, but basically people didn't have call waiting, so it was like his job to like get like parties together and stuff by getting everybody on the same line. What he's doing now? He's but Frank Zagarino's in it, and uh, Mary Beth Evans is pretty cute. She's in it, and you, there's lots of titties and stuff in it. So you know, it's all right. You know, it's it, it's kind of what you expect, and I enjoyed it. And then I watched uh, this wasn't the last thing, but it's on Netflix and on Prime for free. Uh, RoboCop, the new one. Oh, yeah. And I'd, always, I, I'd avoided this one because everybody said it was like pointless and it yeah, was like not very good. Boring. It was all right. You yeah, know, I mean, boring. I didn't hate it, but I mean. I felt I felt it went on a little too long, um, but the I loved the I loved the effects with Alex Murphy like like when they would take his body apart and shit. It was oh so yeah, fucked up yeah, because it was kind of it was kind of unnerving. It was yeah, really... and there was a lot of fucking people in this. Like everybody kept showing up. I was I like, like oh, there's Earl. that guy. He was good, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson was pretty yeah. awesome in it. And when um, uh, was Keaton in that one? Michael Keaton was in it. He played the head of the of Omnicorp and Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, mean, I also I forgot that I watched uh, Kill the Messenger with Jeremy Renner, and the only reason I remembered it, and it's not because it was bad. It's 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 actually good, it's a true story. But uh, I just for some reason started thinking about uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and how much I want to fuck her, <laughs> and she's in it. And she she kind of dresses down, you know, like yeah. like a just a normal person, and she still is somebody that I would like to have sex with. There you go, a lot. Um, but yeah, I you know I I've seen I've certainly seen worse movies. It's probably like a six point five or so. You know, it's solid. I like that it. guy. He was the guy that was the star that that was the Murphy mm-hmm. was uh he was like the one the main guy in the Killing the TV show. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been in a few things. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know that I've seen anything with him in it. Uh, I'm just looking through his list. No, I don't recognize him. I don't recognize any of his stuff. I haven't seen The Killing. Yeah. Um, but no, he was good in this. I, he he did he did the emotional part well, and you know I liked the I liked the changes they made with it. Like I said, the story went, itself went on too long, but the yeah. the kind of 
the the slant they took kind of updating the story I thought was pretty good and I like the fact that part of it's set in China. I love the part where he escapes and like ends up running through a fucking rice field. Uh it's like, well shit. You thought I was expecting like Detroit or whatever and there he goes running through a fucking rice field. So. It's one of those ones that, you know, it's never going to live up to the original no. but um, like I said, I, I had kind of heard a lot of bad shit too online, but then when I watched it, I was like, well, you know, that really wasn't that bad. It's an no. action movie and it's got good sci-fi and shit. Maybe if it wasn't called RoboCop, it would be yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, but I'll I mean, Star Wars, I watched last. Then. That's what I've been, this, this week has been Star Wars week. Uh, RoboCop, I watched like a fucking week ago. <laughs> now, when is this goddamn Star Wars fucking movie coming out? December. Oh, this year. Yes. And then... Batman Superman is next year. Next year. I you know, I think they're working on like two or three Star Wars movies right now. Oh jeez. Cuz like cuz since Disney bought them, I, but they're not going to be I think the other at least one other it's not going to be like a Luke Leia and Han type movie. It's going to be like a alternate yeah. uh, area. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to move on. Yeah, a Star I Wars think, universe movie. I think it's they they don't it's like going back when they Every time they do Spider-Man and fucking do the origins, they they need to just get past the yeah. Luke and Leia. I mean, they could have easily went back and recast like they did Star Trek, recast them with younger characters playing them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They could still do that and have their adventures or whatever, but it'd be all right if they created some. Well, they're, stuff. They're, that's the thing though. Like their adventures, I think after this movie will have already been after this. I I don't know if this is going to be two. Like I mean, three movies or not. Yeah. But I think they're we will have seen the, all of their adventures because yeah, I mean they're uh, they're old yeah so they can't go back because we saw their origin already so they can't really rewrite that and the, the only thing we have left is what happened after Return of the Jedi and before this so I guess they could do that but yeah I don't know my uh, are your adventures over I mean like you know my adventures were over like fucking fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like these TV shows, like uh, what was it? the guy was talking? Somebody was talking the other day, and they said, you know, you get these guys, and I, and I, I'm sure everybody has this, but like I knew people in high school that were the shit, and they were the smartest guy, the smartest yeah, guy, yeah. smartest girl, got all the, you know, they were good, best looking, you know, quarterback and cheerleader and all this stuff and everything. And now they're like, you know, it's like I'm. I'm sort of glad that I didn't peak in high school, <laughs> but you know, I'm just kind of floundering in a yeah. sea of discontent. But see, you know, there's probably adventures like okay, if um, if like the world, like if we just have to eat corn every day, and there's big piles of dust on your stomach, <laughs> and you know, maybe it's good we were born now. We can enjoy Star Wars and die before all that shit happens. Yeah, yeah. it's Mad Max. So instead, instead of looking for gas, we're. Gonna I still haven't watched that trailer either. Yeah, yeah. I wa I did watch the Batman Superman one right before we went on the air. I will confess that. And uh it looked pretty fucking good. <laughs> it what? It looked pretty fucking good. Uh, <laughs> Most I people are fucking shitting all over it. Uh Ant Man looks really good to me. Oh, and uh in the Flash, um they've introduced the Adam and uh Brendan uh the guy that played Superman once what's his name? He played in the one where Kevin Spacey played Luther. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Ralph. Yeah. Oh, he plays, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Palmer, the uh, the Adam, and so he's just he's just been introduced, and he's like he's made a suit 
that can fly to make it. It's like kind of like Iron Man, uh-huh. but he can't quite get it right because it keeps like malfunctioning. So he's like he has this idea that he's gonna like miniaturize it. So they've kind of hinted at that, and that show's pretty grod. fun. You, you can show what? Have they had Grod Gorilla? Grod has you've you've only you know Grod you know Grod's there. You've seen the cage that he escaped from, and he's killed a couple people in the sewers. Always liked him. Um, yeah, Grod is, uh, has made an appearance. Um, Captain Cold and uh, the the guy that does Heat, both of them have have teamed up. Hmm. Um, is that on Netflix? It's on Hulu. Hulu, okay. Um, let's see. The Trickster and the and the Young Trickster have both made an appearance. Um, Firestorm has been on there. Uh, it's pretty good, and I'll tell you, I keep going back to that and the Arrow. I I've, I thought was okay, and I've almost, but it's like I put Arrow off, and like mm-hmm. it's a little too. I don't know. Like Arrow's not like whimsical enough. Like the Flash is like people throwing fireballs and flying and shit, and the Arrow is just. He's like, you know, Oliver Queen is doing the whole Bruce Wayne thing, and he's just pissed and killing people. Yeah. So. Anyway. Been there, done that. No Solomon Grundy? Not yet. I like Solomon Grundy. On, you mean on, on Green Arrow? On anything. No, I haven't seen him. <laughs> um, Grundy to think. pants, too. Uh, I'm trying to think of the... Uh, there was one character I'd not heard of on Flash before last week that controlled bees, like mechanical bees. I don't know if she's a real character or not. Um, and Reverse Flash has been an ongoing story. Flash. That's the guy in the yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's take a break and come back and we'll talk about UHF and I think we'll just I talk about it together. That we were going to talk about that. We don't have to. No, no we can. I don't okay. Care. I UHF and Kitchen Stories. We'll be right back after this. I got to take a leak. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at <laughs> csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep, keep a secret. Maybe I did play this last week. Last so, week? What? Last week? Or a week, two weeks ago when I did this. Oh. <laughs> I don't anyway, let's talk about a couple movies. I can't really Lance remember Henriksen. them. What? How would you like to be Lance Henriksen and somebody says, who would you like to fuck? And they say Lance Henriksen and the immediate reaction is, ah! <laughs> <laughs> or I want to fuck him because he could keep a secret. Uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about UHF. Um, so I picked this one uh, like a month ago. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> this is one I'd seen people, I don't know if they announced a DVD release or what, um, 
but for some reason it was on the Facebook rotation for a little bit. So I was like, yeah, hey, why don't I revisit that? I don't it's know been a while. What was going on? This was, um, there's a lot of, like, okay, so like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, for instance. Now, I don't know why I latched onto that one a lot. I watched that one over and over. But that movie came out in 84. I would have probably would have gotten it on VHS in like 85 or whenever. And, you know, I would have been 9, 10 years old. This one came out when I was 13. Now, I think by this point, 89, 90, I was a Weird Al fan, but I was starting to get close to high school, and maybe I just kind of like this one like flew over my head or something, because I, I think I'd only seen this maybe like once or twice, and it might have been since the 90s since I did see it. So anyway, I felt like revisiting it, and um, if for better or worse, we, we, we checked this one out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to take the lead on it or anything, but um, you—you it had been about the same amount of time since you'd seen it, right? I—it uh, was so long ago that I remember. I mean, like even when I was watching it, I you know remembered a little bit here and a little bit there. Yeah. Um, being that it was like three weeks ago, <laughs> the things that I remember is um, that Weird Al Yankovic is really annoying. Um, and I know that, you know, that's his gimmick and, you know, that's his, uh, his shtick, but, uh, Michael Richards was pretty annoying. Uh, I thought he was really good at it. I mean, for what he was, like his, his physical acting was pretty awesome. Uh, No, he was, he was, he was fine tuning the Kramer mannerisms. I like when he kind when he started doing the kid show. Yeah, uh, and like I would probably watch that kid show. Like I like when he when, when the one kid won the finding whatever it was in the oatmeal and the prize was getting to yeah, drink out of the fire hose. Killed him with a fire fucking high pressure <laughs> water hose. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Fuck, I, I mean, you know, it's hard to remember what the hell went <laughs> on in this motherfucker. Um, I really despised the. Thing where the guy kept throwing the dogs out the window. <laughs> I, mean, I was just like, okay, that's not real. I I don't know. It just was like, eh. I don't know. That's about all I have to say. That's a, that's all you got. It's just kind of a. I can't, it's, it's hard a, to remember a lot of it. It's yeah. a save the rec center movie. Yeah, they did save the rec center. Or well, and uh, but the rec center in this case is a shitty UHF station that his uh, his weird Al's uncle. Uh, leave. I, I don't. Does she leave it to him? He's got. So he's got this uncle who makes all of his money from gambling on horses and stuff. I thought maybe he was like a in the mafia or whatever, but I think later on we kind of learned that he's not. He just gets lucky at gambling, and uh, he thinks Weird Al. Uh, Weird Al's character's name is what? Uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Weird I Al. He remember shit. <laughs> Weird Al's name is George. And he's got fucking batshit crazy Victoria Jackson as his girlfriend. Who is a total fucking imbecile. Oh, she is a dummy. And this is when she was still bearable, like uh, Saturday Night Live era. And before she fucking went nuts, Christian right-wing Stupid idiot. Bitch. Um, and he's... <laughs> <laughs> but, so his uncle Harvey, uh, he kind of thinks... He thinks George is a loser. And George kind of is a loser. Uh, he kind of daydreams all the time, now, and some of the little daydream things I thought were pretty, pretty ingenuitive, pretty funny. Uh, it starts off with an Indiana Jones ripoff. Um, well, that's bad. 
<laughs> I la- okay, I laughed when he whips like, he whips that one guy trying to shoot him and his whole arm comes off and uh he had whipped the dude's left arm off and there's a fucking right arm laying on the ground. <laughs> um but the he's go the statue he's going after in the temple is an Oscar, which I thought was pretty funny because there's no way in hell this movie gets close to an Oscar. Um but he 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 always drags his friend along with him. His uncle his uncle Harvey thinks he's a big loser, but his aunt has a soft spot for him. So Uncle Harvey has this old UHF station, and uh, he's going to give it to George as a job, and he's going to turn it around and and whatever. <laughs> and um, I don't remember. I, I wrote his car is awesome, but I can't remember what his car was. I can't. I honest to God, you're. Did he drive a Gremlin or something, or a Pacer? I don't think so. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I haven't even watched this, brother. I, I watched it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. This was funny. How about <laughs> how about um, the the cameraman? Cameron. That was pretty funny. What, what happened with the cameraman? The what, his name was like. Toots something. What was uh, Noodle Noodles Macintosh? It was totally like it's. A, he was a little person, and so his camera. Every time that it showed what his he would shoot the news. Fran Drescher was the um, she was the newscaster, and so whenever he would be shooting her, it would be like up, you know, <laughs> looking up at the sky. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, and his name Noodles Macintosh was pretty funny. Um, I thought of you with an old guy saying something about gun control. Remember that guy? No. No. <laughs> I don't. I swear I'm not trying. I I'm not even like trying to be funny. I I don't I can't remember shit about this. Uh, I remember How about the Twinkie Wiener sandwich? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, it was okay. Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put ketchup on it and it was a Twinkie. And it, I mean, or it, was che- it was cheese whiz. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it was it, it, I I thought okay. Now I ate a corn dog the other day. Yeah. Out of a vending machine. Because uh, I was really hungry. A, wait, a corn dog out of a vending machine? Yeah, they have one of those vending machines that has like sandwiches and stuff in it. That Does keep... it heat it up? No, no, no. It's it's It keeps it cool so it doesn't go rotten. Then you and heat then it you up. put it in the microwave. Okay. And I haven't had a corn dog in a long time, but I remember when I was watching this, everything looked okay. Like the, like the, um, the, the, the splitting a Twinkie... And putting a hot dog in there, I think that I could probably eat that. But then but when the they cheese put the whiz, cheese put it over it, the edge. It kind of yeah, it's kind of gross. <laughs> and he ate it too. I thought it was ketchup. So. Didn't even flinch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Corn dog was fucking good, man, and it was big too. It was a, it was like a fucking uh, Lexington steel kind of corn dog. Like, a, like <laughs> it wasn't black, but I mean, it was like a, it wasn't like one of those skinny little hot dogs. It was a fucking fat. Big ass hot dog, and it left a total mess on your face after. Gag the shit out of me. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I miss corn dogs. I haven't you had were one. Good. A long it was time. good. I love corn dogs. And then I was disgusted that I ate it because I think about what like are in hot dogs. But whatever. Let's see. I'm trying to remember some more what? shit from this. Um, uh, the Beverly Hillbilly video. Anything? Beverly Hillbilly. He did. It was like the. It was the uh, Dire Straits it's- parody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, see, I remember that because I remember um, that they actually showed that as a video on MTV. Yes, you know, as like a standalone Al Yankovic video. That was clever. I mean, it yeah. was kind of fun. Did did uh, okay. So there's a guy in it that's like a karate instructor, 
and he's played by Ged Watanabe. That I'm was wondering. Dong was it? What was that? Long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong. I'm wondering, did Ged Watanabe ever not play a racist Asian character? <laughs> Jesus, because I watched after I watched this, it made me want to watch Gung Ho, which I hadn't seen in years, and that he's kind of racist in that. Yeah, and like Long it. Duck Dong is definitely because every time he talks, it does the stupid gong. I actually listened to your show, by the way, because I remembered you talking about watching Gung Ho. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't really like it. No, I didn't. I, I was listening to it on the way to work. I was like, I'm going to listen to some silver and gold. Now turn it off. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> no, I did listen. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, was, I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, Conan the yeah, Librarian. How many listeners did we have for for that show? I didn't check. Probably four. Uh, Conan the Librarian was not funny, but I did like when he split the one guy in half. Um, Gandhi 2. Now more, no more, Mister Passive Resistance. Yeah, he was a like, yeah, yeah. The Rambo scene I thought was pretty good. The Rambo, okay. Now I do remember through the entire movie, I was like, this is kind of pretty sucky. And then when they got to the Rambo thing, I thought it was pretty fucking funny because I had just watched Rambo, <laughs> First Blood, Rambo Two, and when he's in the helicopter and he's blowing up shit, and he just looks at the camera, and goes, Rah! He keeps turning around and yelling, oh. yeah, yeah. That was funny because when Stallone did it in the fucking movie, I was laughing. Uh, he just yelled for no reason one time. Uh, I know this review sucks, but the movie's kind of forgettable for me again. And well, it's then, just like a bunch of sketches. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's. It, you know what? This one, this one might be funny with like a group of like-minded people. Well, and then when they they kind of they try and do the rec center story. It toward the end when when like they kidnap uh, Stanley Spadowski or whatever his name, yeah, was, and he has to kind of rescue him. It's just kind of like okay, that was kind of dumb. And then my, Kevin McCarthy is the kind of the he's the the rival. Well, he plays a good dick. Yeah, he's a jerk. I bet she was a jerk in real life too. I don't know. He was an in invasion of the body snatchers. He was a he hero, was a jerk it? in um, this Clint, not Clint. What was his name? Oh my God! What the fuck was that guy's name? Hotel. He was in. He played Winston Churchill in *Inglorious Bastards*. Rod Taylor. The movie *Hotel*. He was the guy that was trying to buy the hotel in *Movie Hotel*. That Rod he Taylor. He has that face a, of like a of like a a, a Republican. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably the nicest guy in the world. He's probably like for human rights and everything. Yeah. He he could play a good dick. Like a. a Joe, what was that guy's name? Joe Mama? No, no, no. The guy we did the movie called Joe. Where he oh, like, uh, Peter Boyle. Yeah, yeah. another. There, there, that's a good. That's an example. Yeah, he could play a good. Would, he could play a good dick, and he was like all humanitarian. Yeah, liberal. He didn't even want to be in movies with violence. Better <laughs> stick to those movies, motherfucker. Yep. Young Frankenstein. Um, I don't know. There's something like Weird Al Yankovic is one of these guys that. Uh, you know, he had his time, like in 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 the MTV era, where he would do a cute little parody song. You know, kind yeah. of a, a a goofy, quirky parody song, and he had the goddamn ugly ass hair and the stupid fucking glasses and the goddamn stupid mustache and stupid accordion <laughs> and the fucking Hawaiian shirt. And, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. but he just uh, he's. He's, I don't know, I, I always wonder if he'd be like Andy Kaufman, if he like acted like that all the time. 
I've heard he's pretty cool. He can't, I missed him. He came into the Apple store I used to work in uh, when he was a tour here, and a few people met him. They said how nice he was and everything. He seems kind of a cool guy. Sure, he is. Yeah. He just the character is just kind of grating. Yeah, and well, and it, and this movie, like, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed with it because I, I, you know, I was I was laughing at first. Like I, I, you know, I I liked the Indiana Jones stuff. I thought it was pretty cool, and I liked that they have some they keep some violence in it. Um, but I don't know, like, I, I felt like it just, even though the movie's only like 87 minutes long or 85 minutes long or something. Oh, 97. There you go. Maybe it needed to be 87 minutes long. <laughs> uh, it trimmed it a little bit. Yeah. Something like the humor kind of wore on me a little while after a little while, like wheel of wheel of fish was stupid. <laughs> wheel of fish. And... <laughs> Gandhi two was pretty pretty funny. They they redeemed themselves. Gandhi two and the Rambo sketch at the end, but I don't know. Eh. Uncle Nutsy's Clubhouse. <laughs> I, I liked Weird Al a lot when I was like in fifth grade. I <laughs> see. I like Pee Wee way better than this. I did too. Pee Wee was. Uh, I don't know. It was just better. It was. Let's rate it. I give it a. I give it a. I give it a five. I put yeah, it right down the middle. Give about a two. Two. Wow. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, wait. Yeah. I like the Rambo uh, thing, and and uh, so that's a one. That's one point. <laughs> and uh, I liked when what's his name was Doctor acting stupid, and that's two points. With two the points. Little kids. So five and but a I, two. I, Michael Richards just. I mean. I thought he. I, th- I thought. I like mean, for the he fit in the movie, and I think he did a good job with his physical acting. <sighs> No, nothing. Did he, okay. Did he, have, did he have fake teeth in? Yes, big buck teeth. I was gonna say because he had <laughs> buck teeth, he just reminded me of like a marmot. Didn't he play? He was like a serial killer in that fucking. What was that movie with that annoying little shit kid? Uh, uh, Problem Child. Didn't he, he played like the, he played a serial killer in that? Problem Child. All the only thing I know about Problem Child was Max Cady was laughing his ass off about it in Cape Fear. When he was sitting in the movie theater, he had that big fat cigar, and he's like, just obnoxiously laughing, and they're like, what the fuck? I still have not seen that remake of Cape Fear. Yeah, well, there you go. I just spoiled that scene. I'm never watching it now. Uh, All right, let's talk about Kitchen Stories. (laughs) Now, this is one you picked, and I didn't even know you knew about this one. Did I convince you to buy this at some point? I bought it at a flea market or something. Okay. Didn't know anything about it, and it's set. I put it in one time, and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is boring. I watched like five minutes of it and turned it off. And then we had said something about maybe reviewing it, and I pulled it out. I I found it. I was like, okay, I bought that portable DVD player. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't spend a bunch of money on iTunes, renting shit. And um, I um, thought, well, this is a movie I haven't watched. I'm going to watch it. So I thought, well, if I'm going to watch it, we'll review it on the fucking show. There you go. And um, I'm glad that I fucking goddamn gave it a chance. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this one, okay, so this is from 2003. Which uh, you think it was from like 1950. Yeah, they did. It's, so, it's, a, it's a very good, very good production, very good uh, set design. Yeah. Uh, they, they, it's uh, convincing. Um, this is directed by a guy, and it's a, it, this is a... I don't know if it's, it's if it's Norwegian or Swedish. I'm thinking Norwegian. Well, they talked like they were on the border. Yeah. Of one and the other, and they would like, you know, if you or maybe it takes place in Finland. Which if you were on the one side, if you were in one 
uh, country, which was right across the border, you drove on the left side. But if you were right when you went across the border, everybody drove on the right side. And they talked about that a few times. In the <laughs> okay, the country listed on IMDb is Norway and Sweden. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I think it takes place in Norway. Um, it grossed a whopping $349,000 in the U.S. The... Uh, <laughs> But okay, so this is directed by a guy named uh, Bent Hamer. <laughs> uh, now uh, it says a scientific observer. Uh, oh, wait, I forgot the synopsis voice. A scientific observer's job of observing. Oh, that's terrible. Of observing an old cantankerous single man's kitchen habits is complicated by his growing friendship with him. It's just a, such a quirky, odd concept. It is, and um. But I could see, like, back in the day where they would do something like this. But you see at the very beginning um, this, like, convoy of cars carrying or uh, towing these little, like, uh, caravan uh, little campers. campers. And the campers have these – at first I was like, you didn't know what they were. Like, uh, something strapped to these campers, and they're these big, like, high chairs – it's like almost like a school <laughs> desk, but it's or like sits... a, like something like a uh, the lifeguard would sit on. Yeah, and and um, each the, this company that does um, it's it's it must be like a it's a um, uh, they make appliance. kitchen stuff. Yeah, yeah, they make kitchen appliances, and they do these crazy studies where they uh, like track the way certain demographics of people use their kitchen to better make a more efficient kitchen. Yeah. And and it's each person agrees to have this this person a guy or I imagine they were all guys or would go and they basically live in their little camper outside your house but mm-hmm. then as soon as you get up they go into well there's a certain amount of time so say if it was eight hours a day they would go and they they sit in the corner of your kitchen up in this high chair. They're not supposed to speak. They're not supposed to have any interaction with you, and they just sit up there and take notes of. Like, Obviously, before the day, they just could put a camera there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know. Okay, they make like little charts. Okay, he moved from the sink to the refrigerator here, or he used this, you know, and and just like graphs and charts and everything. I love that little like diagram they draw of like the lines back and forth, <laughs> yeah, and the one they the show ones. to like the group. That could totally make like a cool looking t shirt. Like it's like this like weird like spirograph thing with the women walking. And I love that part at the beginning when they're doing the presentation and the women are wearing those weird fucking like it looks like a vacuum on their back with like a gas mask. Well, I thought, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, because everything they would check your respiration, yeah, your perspiration, and everything as you're walking. What could make it more comfortable and everything? Um, very scientific, but I think what would be funny. In modern times, is if they did something like this, and it was more of a psychological study, where they tell somebody, "This is going to be your job. You're not allowed to talk or anything." Tell the person in the house they're coming to do this, but then it really isn't that. It's just a, they put cameras in there to see how long it is before the people start talking. Before they start interacting, because it's almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. And the old man agreed to it at first because they said, "He." They said, "Well, if you do this, we'll get you a horse." Because this, and I felt so bad for that horse throughout the whole. Oh yeah, I just go back to it. I guess they were. I I guess they were. 
probably just like hosing him down or something, but yeah. like they made him look pretty shitty. And every time the old man would like hold a, a handkerchief or something up to its nose, it would yeah. have blood on it and stuff. And so you knew the horse was dying and suffering. And the old man loved the horse too, you know. And and um, but they said we'll give you a horse. Now, can I assume or should, can I assume that? He had that wooden horse that they kind of tricked him. No, I think that was just. I I, I think that was a. I feel like that was a uh, communication thing. Because at think, first, I he think that was like a language t- different barrier kind of thing. Oh, because okay. I think that it was called a certain kind of horse. And es- uh, what was his name? It was Isak. Was the old guy? Yeah, uh, Isak. As- like he apparently didn't know what it was because there was a few moments in the movie where he was confused about. Uh, Swedish words, mm-hmm. um, well, like he, smorgasbord was one of them. <laughs> smorgasbord. <laughs> a smorgasbord. They used to have a little commercial with these two little kids, and the kid was eating something out of a can, like it was Chef Boyardee or something. He goes, <laughs> "It's a veritable borgasmord." <laughs> but <laughs> my mom used to that cracked her up. That and Tom Jones's penis size. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, thank. Sorry, mom. Um, sorry, mom. Um, and your sisters. Apologize to them too. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> they don't like Tom. My uh, my one sister, she liked Tom Jones. No, if we're talking about your mom like that, though, I don't care. They have they have a weird sense of humor too. <laughs> um, it's the the old man. I think that he agreed to do the study so he could get a horse. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. He said, "I'll do it," but he was like, he wasn't going to go along with it. He was like, you know, I'll <laughs> he cha- have him. He changed his mind. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, fuck it, you know. And he would do everything he could not to do what they wanted him to do. <laughs> they wanted to observe it. And it would suck to have somebody just like sitting there watching. And he'd look, they'd like at first look at each other and kind of, you know, not acknowledge each other. But it, like I said, it's almost impossible. And then it was sort of a, a the, the movie itself was sort of a, a character study of these people doing this goofy you know supposed scientific experiment yeah because even some of the other people they would start to fail like the one guy showed up and he goes give me some booze you know uh, uh <laughs> he had totally he had totally fallen off and like made friends with his uh was getting drunk his, with the, yeah his study yeah and um then there's you know there's the neighbor who and it's and it's all about these relationships in this very remote area and like how people communicate and stuff like that which is in this like quirky shell which i thought was pretty cool well, then i liked i liked the the guys that were actually do, the rich guys that were actually owned the companies or whatever that were <laughs> the study because they just flew around on this party plane <laughs> and like fuck their bitches and shit and they'd show up and they'd be like come back in here they were like where's dr so-and-so he'd read a couple charts say this is great and get back on the chip plane yeah, and fly they, off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um i loved um I loved the cars and and oh, all that the, stuff. The old Volvo that he drove was yes. amazing. I, I I it just I was like you know I know that uh, I mean I've heard my dad even say this. He goes you know people they always talk about you know go uh, back in the fifties you know things were better and everything. He goes I lived back then. He goes it sucked. And, <laughs> you know you think about like. Uh, the things that we take for granted that we have now, like cell phones, like if you'd break down along the road, you're, you're fucked. And, and, uh, you know, we were just talking uh, last night at work about like my grandma had a, a, a party line telephone. Nice. So, you know, when you picked up the phone, 
there's two people on there talking and you had to kind of wait or you'd say, you know, uh, could you hurry up? I, I need to use the phone. It's just everybody <laughs> in the neighborhood or within the town would use the same phone line. Um, so there's lots of stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And the way he used the phone, like it was like 43 some some unit of money a minute and he yeah. couldn't afford it. So him and his neighbor, whenever they would get together, like his neighbor would just ring, let the phone ring. And that's how he knew he was coming over. No podcasting. Oh, God, wouldn't that be miserable if there was <laughs> yeah. never a pot? Oh, wait. Yeah, that was funny because it was like he would just sit there and the phone would ring and, and the guy would be like, you know, why aren't you? He wouldn't say anything, but he'd look at him like, well, you know, why isn't he answering? And they'd have like a code. I think we had, I swear to God, I remember having like a code like that with my friends. If I call and <laughs> ring twice, that means, you know, uh, my dad knows that, uh, you know, you fucked me or something or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I hate it when my dad found that out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, son of a bitch. Um, I, I, I liked his little life he had inside that little camper because it was like a big treat. He would get these packages from, was it like his aunt or something? His aunt, yeah, because he wasn't married or anything. He was a single guy. So this is a big box full, like like a jar full, like, Ugh, that pickled herring or whatever the fuck that was. Pickled herring and pig's feet and oh, anything God. that was canned. Like, it's the shit that I eat. You know, which he is ate, funny. Because I was ate just himself eating fucking sick. Morning. It was disgusting. <laughs> I was just eating fucking herring out of a can this morning. And we're like, ah, fucking herring. And eating rotten fish out of my steamer. But he would eat. <laughs> now, he did get sick the one time. Well, yeah, because he ate so much of whatever it was, he that fish himself. and stuff. And he fucking he yeah he, the smorgasbord got him and well, he it, he took his food in and just left it for uh, Isak on the table. I like the uh, the the scene where he had like a a, a hard boiled egg and he and he just like looked around. <laughs> he needed he wanted to put some salt on it. Well, they weren't supposed to interfere with anything. Yeah, and he gets up and gets the salt shaker. That was cute. Now there was one scene in this that just for some reason cracked me up because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Where Nilsson and Isak, they start communicating and everything. But there's one scene where they they just you see this the camera is inside this black room, and all of a sudden this little door there's like a little sliding door that's like maybe a uh, twelve inches high or whatever, and it just slides across, and you see their two faces and they're looking in this room, and then all of a sudden they both just start sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking funny. For some reason, that cracked me up. And then when it when it, they say what it you know why and what it is, everything mm-hmm. I don't know why it was just so weird and absurd. You know, and, <laughs> I liked the um, <laughs> I liked the um, shit. I just lost. Oh, the 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 really almost like uh, Looney Tunes moment with the mouse trap. That was fucking hilarious. I was Isak's reaction was the best part. Yes, I was at work and I had my headphones in and I'm watching this motherfucker. And when the, and I'm glad you said that because I forgot about it. When the mousetrap thing happened, I laughed out loud and everybody looked, turned around, looked at me like, "What the fuck are you laughing at?" And I couldn't explain it. That was fucking hilarious. Now you had um, Isak and now what was his Folke. Folke was the was the scientist or the the guy that worked for HFI. Well, I'm talking about the the one that was his buddy that would. Come. Oh, I don't remember his neighbor's name. They'd smoke and. Yeah, let me see. It was. He drove that big Grant, track. maybe. Yeah, I think it was. He would show up, and then it. I. 
it was weird and kind of funny how he started getting jealous. Yeah. And then to the point of doing something that was very, kind of really fucked up. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was like, what the fuck? That's pretty extreme, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they lived out there in the middle of fucking nowhere, and you know, it's like, Pro- odds are it wasn't going to be as fucked up as he was intending it to be. Yeah, but I just thought this was one I had never really heard of. I, like I said, I think it was just um, no. You know where I think I bought this was uh, Blockbuster when it was going out of business, ah. and I ran over there. And the first when I first walked in when it, when they started announcing it was um, I went to the foreign section. And I started trying to buy interesting stuff out of there instead of just going and getting like Expendables one. Right, right, right. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, and this is one of the ones I picked up there. I, I I I always say I think I got it at a flea market in Indianapolis, but goddamn, there I can't be every movie that I have. Lot, so. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you because I'd seen this one at Big Lots before, so I couldn't remember if Maybe you bought it was this at, at Big Lots. Lots in Cincinnati. It might have been at Big Lots here, or in Cincinnati. You know, it might have been. But uh. I'd see. I saw this movie when it came out at the theater I used to uh, work at, and I was the only one in the theater. <laughs> and um, it, you know, it was. It's just. A, it's a. It was a touching little movie then, and I was. I was afraid for a long time to revisit it as I got older. And I got to say, it didn't affect me like it did then. I still like it a lot, but like then, I was like, this movie is great. Um, I still really like it. Um, and another reason I put it off for so long is I tried to get uh, Jane to watch it once. And I think that first five minutes hit her and she kind of gave up on it and never wanted to watch it again. So yeah. that became kind of like a, it became this like on- ongoing joke with us for years. Like, hey, we should watch Kitchen Stories. And she'd be like, meh, meh, you know. That's and, how um, it was. The first, when I first put it in, I was like, and I just turned it off. Yeah. And, you know, it's. But it's, a, it's a quirky little movie. I, I like. I like the back and forth of the two of them because it's a very unlikely like team up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like how you see them start to influence each other and these little like cute little things. There's nothing super like deep about it. It's a you know the the the, the theme of it is pretty easy to figure out. Um, I also like when like a boss when you when you want to keep your job and you're worried and everything they have all this power over you but when you finally decide fuck this shit and they're still trying to exercise this authority over you and you're like I don't give a fuck off, you know <laughs> it's like you have to take this back to you know who's yeah, going to drive all the, the way car? to Sweden so as soon as he crosses the border he's like fuck off <laughs> <laughs> that's funny anyway let's rate it oh I'd give this one a... I thought it was very enjoyable. It was charming. Um, I would probably give this an 8.5. 8.5. i give it an 8. Um, charming is a very apt way to describe it. It's uh, it's exactly what it is. Um, there's, a, there's a couple things in it, like maybe uh, if we have any Norwegian listeners, maybe. Uh, I'd like to know about... Uh, sorting out a cold by laying on the back of a horse. I never <laughs> heard that before. And um, b- with the when he when Isak cuts uh, his neighbor's hair, and like he takes the hair with him, and then he puts that burning stick in his ear. Well, they, they were. He, I think he was. What he was doing with the stick was like um, melting his earwax or something. I thought he was just burning off. Like when you get oh the, the ear hair, hair maybe. Ear. 
He was just like kind of burning those off. Oh. But taking the hair I, when it, when they were first doing that, I was like, "What the fuck's he just cutting that little bit of hair and taking?" He he used it to make. Didn't he make doll hair? Oh, maybe that's what it was. He said I something was, about he used it to to make doll hair. My mom used to cut our hair when we were kids, and she would take our hair and like put it near the garden because she heard like I don't know if it's true or not, but they're supposed to keep deer away if they smell. Yeah, you I've heard that too because yeah. they smell it or whatever, and they think somebody's there. I don't know. So I don't know but if that you know had what would be funny it. about the horse thing is like if it was one of those things, if it was just what's his name fucking with him. <laughs> well, I think they were on good terms by that point. Yeah. So. But it'll still be a funny joke, you know. Go yeah. lay on this horse. Alrighty, uh, an eight and an eight point five. We like that one a little bit more than Kitcha yeah. than uh, than UHF. I swear so, God, yeah. I mean, I can't remember Jack that much about that fucking. Yeah. Album. Well, check out uh, Kitchen Stories if you ever see it. Uh, listen, uh, miners at Big Lots. If you guys still go there, um, you can probably find it there. Check it out. It's, it's a good. It's it's worth buying on DVD. Miners. Alrighty, let's take a break, come back and do a little uh, feed sack and wrap it up. We'll be right back. Hey, this is the ghost of the King of Comics, Jack Kirby. When I'm not haunting Stan Lee, I'm listening to my favorite comic book podcast, Double Page Spread. Each week, Wendy Freeman talks to creators like Cullen Bunn, Mark Wade, Evan Dorkin, and more. She is one cool dame who knows a lot about comics. So when I'm at my drawn board in heaven cranking out fourth world pages, I'm listening to Double Page Spread. Available on iTunes, Libsyn, and the Stitcher Network. He Big like uh, uh, like late seventies punk mood this week. Like but for the last couple weeks, like listening to like Richard Hell and stuff like that. Richard Hell. Richard Hell. Um, all is right. That hell? That's. A, I mean, that is a. Uh, what was this? That can't be his real name. No, I don't know what his real name is. He was in. He was in the band Television, but he did a few things. Yeah. Wasn't he? Uh, was he in the? Um, Oh fuck! What this goddamn son of a bitch's names that were the heroin addict guys that uh, the uh, Johnny Thunders was he in Johnny Thunder or Johnny? Yeah, I don't know if he was in that band or not. Let's see. I thought he was groups Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Yeah, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, there you go. That's what I thought. Uh, um. So. The feed sack, yes. I almost forgot what we were the fuck we were doing. All right, um, let's show. play Armin's feed okay. sack first. Here, I'm gonna have to turn this one up. So it was kind of quiet. All right, here's this one. I'm back in the saddle again. <laughs> 
Out where a friend is a friend Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly jimson weed I'm back in the saddle again Riding the range once more Toting my old 44 Hi, Lofensom. Armin from Germany. Uh, I hope it's still time for some feeds. Can you hear it okay? Um, mm -hmm. I'm back in the saddle again. And uh, yeah. I'm really happy that you are Lof too. And um, yeah, it was excellent uh, to listen to Zom's uh, solo shows and the mixture of uh, yeah, movie talk and childhood memories was uh, really great stuff. And um, as mentioned in a previous comment, uh, I was really entertained and uh, fascinated that uh, one guy can manage to talk for an hour or more. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, of course, it's not the same as when you're both teaming up. So uh, it's great to have you back, uh, Lof, and uh, yeah, hope uh, you can enjoy your teaming up. I didn't get any uh, feed sack from my talking uh, for an hour yeah, or more. Not from Armin, so excuse me. Armin from Germany. I think yes. so far works out fine. And uh, yeah, basically now I can watch uh, two bitches wrestle each and every day. But uh, yeah, to be honest, <laughs> both get along really fine. Two small uh, female dogs from Bulgaria. Uh, yeah, I watched a lot of stuff recently. Uh, well, I mentioned everything, but uh, just the highlights or lowlights, whatever. Uh, got a really cheap copy of uh, McBain with uh, good old Christopher Walken for €1.99. And uh, yeah, bonkers, crazy Glickenhaus stuff. Really entertaining, but... Uh, not really to be taken serious, but uh, really entertaining stuff. Uh, watched uh, Code of Silence with uh, good old Chuck Norris and Henry Silva. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, Chuck Chuck. I have to say, so it's, it's really uh, I have a much much better memory of this movie than uh, it sounded out to be. But uh, yeah, the, the robot in the end was really kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Turns out I'm what? maybe not the biggest. Uh, of uh, Norris in the end. Um, I seems watched, to happen with uh, me in his movies. Sicilian too. Clan or Le Clan des Siciliens, which is a great French uh, uh, crime flick with Alain Delon, Jean Gabin, and Lino Ventura. It's a killer cast there. Great crime story uh, with an early uh, flight or plane hijacking and uh, great music by Ennio Morricone. So, so highly, highly advised, and I'm sure you both know it. I uh, watched uh, Clown, uh, which is an Eli Roth-produced uh, horror movie about a clown. Uh, mm. Mm, <laughs> interesting, but not great. I mean, if you like clowns or if you're afraid of clowns, it's maybe not bad. Um, I watched American Gothic, which is uh, yeah, kind of a maybe light kind of slasher from the 80s with uh, Rod Steiger and Yvonne De Carlo, which I have last seen in a very, very early flick with Burt Lancaster, and who's Lancaster. an elderly lady in this one, and plays the wife of a crazy religious uh, Rod Steiger, living on an island, uh, killing young people. Uh, entertaining, but also not great. Uh, another stuff which I really found great is a TV series, which I watched basically in uh, the course of two days. Penny Dreadful with uh, um, uh, also a great cast of Timothy Dalton, Eva Green, and Josh Hartnett. And I have to say, it's a great 
gothic um, supernatural tale which combines uh, Frankenstein, the Dracula mythology, uh, Dorian Gray, and huh. uh, uh, yeah, pretty much everything, every every supernatural story arc from that time into uh, uh, great, great storytelling. And uh, uh, the acting is top notch, uh, and I love uh, Timothy Dalton as like uh, elderly, uh, uh, yeah, gentleman explorer lord uh, who uh, kicks some serious ass, especially for a seventy-year-old man. And uh, Eva Green is uh, as usual amazing, and this time I was even not focusing too much on her, both uh, both of her greens, but uh, mostly on her facial acting, and she uh, really plays an amazing. Uh, um, uh, seance, uh, uh, kind of possessed kind of role, and uh, really, uh, yeah, I liked her basically a lot in these uh, possession type of scenes where she really uh, spits out obscenities and uh, scrapes the wall, and uh, uh, basically is really, really frightening. So, uh, great, great acting. If you love Eva Green, this is uh, for me one of her uh, best roles so far. It's really good, good. Good, good series. Um, yeah, I'm uh, finished today with uh, John Rambo, which I never saw before. Yeah. But uh, decently for a decent price on Blu-ray and uh, <laughs> brutal <laughs> shit. <laughs> Somehow I love uh, sixty-plus-year-old men uh, running through the jungle and uh, beheading and uh, slashing guys. Uh, especially if they are such ruthless uh, rapists. So really uh, entertaining, very entertaining. So. Um, I'm looking forward to the show and, uh, of course, uh, wish you all the best and uh, we'll send some more re some more uh, uh, feedback uh, in the next shows. Uh, yeah. Feet, Great to have you both back. Over and out. Bye. Over and out. All right. Armin bringing the thunder. All right. Let me get these volumes adjusted again before I blow some shit. Oh, wait. That's the last uh, voicemail. So... We got a couple emails to read. Oh, God, I have to read emails. I'm not ready. I got to talk all day. Um, all right. Podcast. And all right. We got one from Alan. I don't know Alan was Spanish, but he opens with Hola, Senor Zom and Loaf. Hola. I think we both have umlauds over our O's. Um,. Oh boy, you have picked some fun movies lately. I did uh, a rewatch of Case of the Bloody Iris, so it was fresh in mind for the review. My mind bends uh, a lot of the giallos together, so I hardly remember which ones I've watched. I didn't remember anything from this, so it was a fun rewatch. Edwidge's blonde friend was a riot. Exactly my kind of humor, and yes, I would have had a bad taste enough to do that bathtub joke. Do you remember? Do you remember this? <laughs> Lots of blood, and less than eight minutes in, we have Edwidge boob boobies. Great review, and I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as me. Now the big sleep. <laughs> I've only watched it once, and I don't remember being confused by the story. Oh, he's smarter than us. Huh? So, so maybe I'm smarter than you. There you go. Uh, or more likely, I was entertained so much by the interactions of the the Bacalls. Uh, I need to check it out again. I check it out again. Uh, keep ups the good work, and it's great to have duo the duo back running. Uh, Zom, you did a good job, but for some reason I have an easier time following what two persons talk about while I'm at work. So Silva and Gold in stereo is perfection. <laughs> Over and out, Al. Thank you, sir. Al. 
Uh, all right. We got something. Oh, we have FX James. He hasn't written in a while. Um, you two wily old bastards are the best. Loaf, yeah. it's great to have you back where you belong in that no-holds-barred love grip cheese-sucking 69 with the good old Dr. Z. What? I feel quite safe in stating this boldly from the shoulders of a Hungarian male dwarf prostitute who I refuse to pay until the dentures come out. We love you boys. <laughs> uh, here's a couple things to munch on, aside from each other's shaved taints. Hmm. Uh, what the fuck a duckery has happened to that slack jawed, mush mouthed, geriatric Ita- Italian stallion sly? That big titted bitch used to call in all the time. I miss him. He get he left us for cults of muscle. Uh, oh. Even even more, I missed the few minutes I wasted each week deciphering just what the fuck he was trying to say. <laughs> Do you boys have movies that you can name that you admire for their craftsmanship but are simply too uncomfortable to ever watch again? I think Irreversible could be mine. That's a good one. Uh, do you do you have any I'll, I'll, before I move on? Uh, well, like uncomfortable like as in uh, what? There is there is no movie that I can th- I have ever seen that I would be so uncomfortable I'd never watch again. I think the movie that might have have made me more uncomfortable than any other movie, which is kind of weird, was uh, Eraserhead. But I would watch that again. I would not watch Irreversible again. I just um, that it just it, it well, yeah that's a that's a good one. I said that I would not watch uh, 120 Days of Sodom again. Uh, and I haven't, so that's another one. <laughs> yeah, I there's just, nothing. There's nothing I can think of like I that. I mean, maybe no. A Paris, Texas. I, I wouldn't watch again. Uh, <laughs> uh, it made me uncomfortable. And Razor, uh, Razor's Edge. Uh, it, I will never watch. Why do you have to go and shit on Paris, Texas again? Because it sucked. Um, Zom, are there any movies you really dig where motorcycles play a significant role? Ooh, I liked Electric Glide, Electric Glide in Blue, um, and um, like I said, I, I you know I like Easy Rider for what it was, and um, um, what's the one that was it? Uh, you like Hell Ride a lot, right? With Larry, yeah, that was fucking, <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> Motorcycle Diaries is good. The yeah, yeah. Rivera uh, movie, uh, the the you know about the beginning of his life. Uh, there's a lot of them, you know. Uh, um, on any Sunday, which is a documentary about motorcycles that Steve McQueen is in, uh, is awesome, and it covers just about everything. I just love motorcycles. I love anything that's got uh, them predominantly. I got in a it. I got a new neighbor that has a motorcycle, and they fucking they've taken a prime parking spot with their motorcycle, put the cover on it, and it hasn't moved in two weeks. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah, i got to park fucking across the parking lot now because they're taking up this one extra spot. Why don't they move their motorcycle across the parking lot? Because they're not going to fucking ride it. Jerks. All right. Yeah, I don't know. He said, okay, this Hungarian dwarf is really starting to wobble. It's time to bail. Love you guys. Love the show. Yeah. Love the show. Oh, I like Goose and uh, Mad Max, too. He had a cool, like, interceptor... And I want to. I need to. I I need to watch the second Mad Max again. Yeah, that's a good. It's one. been a long time. All right, one more from Ralph. Um, 
Hi, Loaf and Zom. Just a short one. After all that wrestling talk last week, this one was the one after my show. Uh, after all that wrestling talk last week, I was wondering what your favorite wrestlers of all time are. <laughs> For me, the criteria isn't the physical stuff that much, but charisma and show. Uh, to continue my top five fetish, here we go. Number five, Bob Backlund. <laughs> totally charisma-free and looked like a five-year-old kid from the 50s. <laughs> After <laughs> reactivating him in the early 90s, he went from thumbs-up all-American guy to crazy Bob. Awesome eye-rolling and shit grin. Number four, Randy Savage. The most gay-looking wrestler for sure, but he rocked the beard and was the showman of the WWF. What and a great voice also. Hair. <laughs> he was hanging on to that hair that so hard for years. Freeze-dried shit. <laughs> um, number three, Razor Ramon. Uh, went through very hard times, but he truly was the gold in wrestling. His macho BS talk ruled ZWF. Um Number two. This is a really weird number two. IRS, a.k.a. Erwin R. Scheister. That is weird. <laughs> Very charismatic guy and the first WWF star uh, even getting beaten by a then-nobody, as far as I know. It looked like Charlie Sheen's mean Wall Street brother. <laughs> uh, number one, Bret Hart. Gotta love the pink. He even made pink shades popular. What more can I say? That's he it for now. Greasy. He had ugly hair too. Yes, he did. You want to? Do you have top five wrestlers that you can think of? Uh, starting at five. Sure. Uh, I don't know if I, this would be hard for me to name. I will go with number. Well, see, I'm old, but I will go with number five, Killer Kowalski. He was a fucking household name mm-hmm. when I was a little kid. I mean, people that didn't even watch wrestling. They would just say, like, if you'd say something, you know, like it was just like the name Gorgeous George. People that didn't even know, because it was just a, they were on TV in the 50s and stuff all the time. So, like Killer Kowalski, when we were little kids, um, I would be Killer Kowalski and my friend would be uh, Johnny Valentine when we would wrestle and, you know, uh, act stupid, have backyard matches and shit. Uh, Number four would probably be. Christ, I'm not gonna think about it too hard. Uh, Bobo Brazil, he was a big African American guy. He was like the he would be like the Jackie Robinson of wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, and he was the number one baby face in Detroit, which is what we got when I was a little kid. And the uh, Sheik was the infamous villain who was the most hated guy and the promoter who ran everything and owned everything. Um, so it's like, uh, let's see, okay, I did Killer Kowalski, Bobo Brazil, um. Probably Pompero Furpo. He had like big bushy <laughs> hair and a big beard. He was the wild bull of the pompous. And he was like, uh, he was like, uh, his, um, uh, he spoke like in real life, spoke like eight languages. And, uh, he was, uh, this, he looked kind of like the Tasmanian devil and he would go, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> And he had a little shrunken uh, head like a cannibal would have called Ch- uh, Chimu. And uh, he his claw hold was the El Gorfio. Uh, <laughs> number two would probably be Terry Funk. It's two and one are, are like, it's like they're tied. Uh, Dusty Rhodes is number one. Number one would be Wahoo McDaniel. Oh, no. What, what happened? Terry um, Rhodes is not. And, and honorable mention, 
uh, would be Big Cat Ernie Ladd because he fucking cracks me up and he still does, <laughs> even though he's dead and he was a Republican. Oh, black Republicans. Yeah. They're weird. But he was from Texas, so. Um, and he was friends with the Bush family, so there you go. How does that happen? I don't know. Um, let's see. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. My, my era is the 80s, but I'm going to throw, which not one of your favorites, I'm going to throw The Rock in at number five because I was never not entertained by that guy. He was entertaining. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number four, let's go with, who did I like better? Number four, I'm going to say... Um, let's go Ric Flair with number four. Uh, um, Ric Flair fell for me in because one, because he hung around for so long and, uh, two, because, uh, Jim heard like shit on him in the nineties and made him boring. Um, so I didn't like him in the nineties. Um, let's see. Number three. Uh, we'll go Macho Man. I'm a huge Macho Man fan. Uh, no, you know what? Number that's the number three. Oh, Barry Windham. Number, Barry Windham. Barry Windham. Even even after Barry Windham broke my heart, he's still in my top five. Loved the guy growing up. Still really fun to watch his old matches now. Uh, number two, Macho Man. Loved him a lot. And um, number one, I'm doing the duo. I'm going to cheat. We'll go Rock and Roll Express. Still my all time favorite. Um, and I never liked either one of them separate from one another, uh, but I loved uh, Ricky and Robert, and I still like watching them, even though they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Fat and, old. and you know what? Mr. Perfect needs to go somewhere in there. I just don't know where. So that's it. Mr. Perfect. Loved Mr. Perfect, too. He was the first heel I ever liked. I was not a fan no of the way. heels. I because... always hated Mr. Perfect. Because no. he just... I, I, you know, I don't know. I just never, I mean, maybe it's because he did such a good job of being a dick. Yeah. Well, see, like, like I, I, when I said Ric Flair, because I didn't like, I actually legitimately didn't like Ric Flair's, like what they had him doing in the nineties. I didn't like him in the eighties because he was a dick (laughs) and I was, and I was a kid. Kids, my sister liked Ric Flair and I liked Wahoo McDaniel and they were the two big, they hated each other. They were rivals. Yeah. So that was funny. Um, all right. Let's see. That's it for now. Thanks, Loaf, for your solo show. But I hope you two guys are getting together for the next show again. And to end this one with a porn reference, as it's nice to watch some masturbating from time to time, nothing beats a sweaty, oily twosome. I watch masturbating every morning. Yeah. Rolf. I looked down Oot. at my hand. P.S. Fart and diarrhea noises. <laughs> That's it for feed sack. Actually, he said wrestling the feet sack. He called it a feet sack. It smells like feet sometimes. Who do you choose? Ignore for Satan or like and share for Jesus? <laughs> well, we don't. We haven't planned what we're doing for next week, but thank you all for the feed sack. You can always send us that to 206-339-1600. I remembered it. It's been a long time since I said that, I think. Um <laughs> Silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, find our show on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, or our website at silverandgold.com. And join our various Facebook groups, facebook.com slash groups slash silverandgold, wrestling and gold, gentleman's guide to comics, gentleman's guide to sports, sports, uh, 
What else? Maybe? There's Gentleman Gamers. That one's out there. DZ's Tabletop Gaming. <laughs> does that exist? That's, it does. I'm not a gamer. I'm not down on DZ. I just don't. Good old DZ. Anyway, that's it for the show this week. Uh, we'll announce what we're doing next time on uh, the Facebook group. And until then, this is a loaf. Oot. Oot. Oot.